This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, October 5th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, police have identified a 16-year-old male wanted on murder charges in the deadly ambush shooting near Roxborough High School last week. There's an active warrant for Dayron Bernie Thorne on charges of murder, attempted murder, theft, obstructing justice, tampering with evidence, and criminal conspiracy. Police said the teen should be considered armed and dangerous. He's 16, you said? Yeah. Uh, yep, he's 16. Oh yeah. Yep. During a news conference Tuesday afternoon, police said there are seven additional persons of interest in the case and officers are working to figure out who was involved. We believe that some or most of them are going to turn out to be our our suspects responsible for this heinous crime, said Captain Jason Smith. The fatal shooting happened on September 27th around 4.30 on the 4700 block of Peachin Street, just as junior varsity football scrimmage ended between three schools, Roxborough High School, Northeast High School, and Boys Latin Charter School. One teen was killed and four others were injured in the shooting. The victim who died has been identified as Nicholas Elise Alde of Havertown, Delaware County. He was a freshman at Saul High School but played football for Roxborough. Investigators have released a disturbing video showing one of the five wanted gunmen relentlessly firing at the teen boys. Police say the suspects waited for six minutes before jumping out of the SUV and firing more than 60 shots. The Ford Explorer was recovered Wednesday night in southwest Philadelphia. There have been no arrests and police are still investigating a motive. Sources say that Bernie Thorne has had previous contact with law enforcement. Anyone with information about his whereabouts is asked to contact police or you can call 911. A $45,000 reward has been offered for information leading to an arrest or conviction. I was watching a statement from a commissioner outlaw who was saying in, in so many words, she's like, you know, we've got a generation of people that are that are growing up thinking that, you know, the way you solve these conflicts is right. by doing this type huh. of thing. And she said something that was that really kind of hit home. She's like, it's not a movie. It's not a video game. Yeah. This isn't for social media. This is real life stuff that's happening right here. And it needs to be taught to these people that you, you know, this is what you're doing is going to end people and affect your life forever as well. It's just, it, it, you know... It, yeah, the it, first first time I heard something like that, Preston, was when we were doing the uh, the Burke Kreischer show in the parking lot, you know, during the height of the, the yeah. pandemic, and I was talking to a couple of police officers, and that's when they enlightened me to the fact that a lot of this is simply an extension of social media tiffs. It can be. And that's, and that's what yeah. happens. Yeah. And, and, and she's right in saying... No, no, no. Yeah. This is forever. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is not, yeah. yep. don't like a, a post. This is ending a life. Yep. It's horrific. And ending their own life. Yep. I mean, exactly. this, guy, this, guy's, this kid, 16-year-old, he's done, he's and done. there's a 14-year-old that's dead, and his parents now have to live without him. Yep. Uh, yeah, terrible. Uh, a New Jersey woman was arrested after a recent traffic stop in New York City in which authorities allegedly found a powerful narcotic package like a candy and placed into Lego boxes. The brightly colored drug, dubbed Rainbow Fentanyl, has become what federal drug agents on Tuesday called every parent's worst nightmare. The arrest of Trenton resident Lolita Bush happened on September 28th when agents and officers stopped a vehicle on the Manhattan side of the Lincoln Tunnel that allegedly contained 15,000 multicolored pills. These things look like razzles. Yeah, they I know. They look so much like a candy. It looks like candy, yep. The drug, the drugs have an estimated street value of $300,000. Bush is charged with criminal possession in the third and first degrees. The pills were imprinted with 30M to resist 
resemble 30 milligram oxycodone pills usually prescribed to treat severe pain after an operation or a serious injury. The DEA said it is important to sound the alarm about rainbow fentanyl before Halloween. The pills look like candy, said the New York City Special Narcotics Prosecutor Bridget Brennan. We believe it is criminally, uh, it is critically important to educate the public about the new form fentanyl is taking. The DEA and law enforcement partners say it's the first significant seizure of rainbow fentanyl. Uh, it began showing up on the streets on the West Coast in February and has gradually made its way across the country. The DEA says it sees 36 million lethal doses nationally after launching a 15-week enforcement and education campaign titled One Pill Can Kill. The Phillies clinched a playoff spot in the playoffs this week, and a celebration bus may be coming to your town. A, the rally for Red October bus tour is starting tomorrow at the Town Center in King of Prussia at 11 a.m., courtesy of NBC Sports Philadelphia, NBC 10, Telemundo 62, and the Phillies. It will then make its way to Fayette Street in Conshohocken at 1.30. The bus will be parked on Fayette Street outside of the Great American Pub and Flanagan's Boathouse. During the rally, you can sign the bus, grab your exclusive Red October rally towel, and celebrate with special guests. Uh, will there be any crossover with the hunt for Red October? <laughs> no, I, I think I think so. Because that would be very yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. The Somebody bu- is driving a submarine down the street. <laughs> Way to go, Dallas! <laughs> Dear folks, want to win the World Series? <laughs> well, it says... One chance in three. <laughs> it says special guests, so you never know. Yeah, that'd be really special. Uh-huh. I've been dead for quite a while, but I had to come back. <laughs> the bus will then uh, continue to... Here, the have, bu- have a bite of this hot dog, sir. <laughs> uh, Very tasty. Oh, gross. <laughs> Sean Connery eating method. The bus will then oh. continue to Chickies and Pete's in Drexel Hill at 3 o'clock. At 5 o'clock, it'll be at Xfinity Live, and then 6 o'clock at Live Casino and Hotel in Philadelphia. Uh, it will go out again on Friday, starting very early, 6.30 a.m. They'll be at the Philly Sports Diner in Runnymede, New Jersey. At 8.30 in the morning, they'll go to Reading Terminal Market. At 10 a.m., Temple University. At 11.30 a.m., they'll be at the Comcast Center Plaza. And then at 12 p.m., they'll be at Dilworth Plaza. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm so excited for the prospect, but also don't want to wrap my mind around, you know, a, a parade for us. Yeah, yeah let's, they let's, were so much fun and so great. And, and uh, yeah, but well, they're taking it one step. Rush it. I like yeah. this. It's the first time in 11 years. Yeah. And they're going to do a little celebration right. leading into the playoffs. It's and that's, okay. good, that's good, too. It is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. In sports this morning. <laughs> Except, Steve, a day after clinching their first trip to the postseason in 11 years, the Phillies lost to the Astros 10-0 in Houston. Justin Verlander struck out 10 fills without allowing a hit in five innings, and Houston's bullpen kept the Phillies hitless until the ninth inning. Will Smith came on for the Astros in the ninth, and Garrett Stubbs singled to center field to break up the no-hit bid. The Phillies wrap up the series in Houston this afternoon with the last game of the regular season. Bailey Falter will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 4-10. In other baseball news, the Padres beat the 
Giants to lock the National League's playoff bracket. The Padres are guaranteed the five seed. The Phils will finish as the six seed, which means a first-round playoff series against the St. Louis Cardinals rather than the New York Mets. The playoffs will begin on Friday, and the schedule will be released soon. And in preseason hockey, Flyers wrapped up their se- uh, pre- first preseason under John Tortella. With Tortorella. A- Tortorella. As it, uh, Tortilla. Tortilla. <laughs> with a 4-3 overtime loss to the Islanders. Noah Dobson won it for New York on a power play goal with 7.3 seconds left in overtime. Scott Lawton, Owen Tippett, and Tanner Lazinski scored for the Flyers. The regular season begins a week from tomorrow night in South Philly. And that's what I have for you this morning. You know, as we were talking about uh, Phil's postseason, I, I thought of two videos of uh, in 2009 uh, when they won uh, that, that come to mind. And there was that, uh, what was it called, like the last breath or something yeah. like that. Where uh, collective people, breath, yeah, people yeah. from around the city had submitted video. I don't know who got a, their hands on all that video, uh, but it's uh, before that last pitch when when you know Nick yeah. eventually goes, yeah. they did it, right? And it's the mm-hmm. pause that everybody had right before it happened. They did it! That was an amazing video. Yeah. And then the other one I thought of was at the parade. There's a video of a little kid. I love that video. And he just kept raising his hands yeah. up. He, it was probably like, oh my God. I don't know, a year and a half, two years old it or something tiny. like that. Yeah, yeah. he's like and a teenager the now. The crowd across the street would be going crazy. Yeah. It would be great to find that kid again. Yeah. And recreate that video should we have no. the need mm-hmm. to have a parade. <laughs> I think Jamie Apodi from 6ABC, if I remember correctly, I think she got a hold of that video and posted it. The kid? Yeah, and she might have tracked him down in the last couple of years. Okay. Um, it's adorable. He, he is a teenager at this point, uh, and I'm, I'm <laughs> in my mind drawing a connection between Jamie uh, and that video. So let me see if I can track that down. Yeah, we're looking at the video of it now. He was probably, actually, maybe just around a year old. <laughs> He's this tiny little kid. His hands Aww. would go up, and the crowd would go crazy each time he did it. So <laughs> special little things come like, like that come out when... Uh, when you win championships. Or, or eating horse crap. It's just things you remember. These great things happen. <laughs> All right, we welcome you to Wednesday Morning Wednesdays mean a couple of things, uh, including a secret text word. Today we have a chance for you to win tickets to uh-huh. see David Spade. Uh, he's going to uh, be performing Saturday, February 4th at uh, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. So text word secret to 39333. Let's uh, find out if you win later on. Uh, we also have an appearance on Fox Good Day. That's another Wednesday type of thing we do. And we have You Who Loot happening this morning. Uh, it's your opportunity to win $1,000. We had a couple of winners yesterday. Let's find out if you win today. Uh, we also have, um, as far as guests go, uh, former Eagles linebacker Marcus Smith uh, is in town. This week is Mental Health Awareness Week. And he has come back to Philly. He had some mental health struggles. Yes. Yeah. And he wants to share his story and uh, hopefully uh, pass along some information that might help you out or others that might be uh, having some issues yourself. So we'll talk to him later on today. And uh, you never know what else might happen. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. I have the entertainment report and a stupid question all ready for you. So let's get to that in just a second. We'll be right back Wednesday morning. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Stupid question. We're going to give away, <clears throat> excuse me, a pair of uh, combo passes for the Bates Motel and Haunted Attraction in Glen Mills. Question that I have for you is this. So, Mahatma Gandhi yes. uh, was a was an activist. We know him as, as that. But what was his profession? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to this, okay? Gandhi's profession. We knew him as an activist, but he this actually... He was a street racer. No, he wasn't a street racer. <laughs> he's he's before... But don't guess out loud. It was before his time. It's all about family. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're going to go through some birthdays uh, on Wednesday, October 5th, and see who's celebrating while we wait for your call. Uh, we'll start with a gal who gained an appreciation for our area within the past few years. It is Kate... Winslet's birthday today. And she turns uh, 47 years old. And like a dumbass, I can't remember the name. Mayor of Easttown. Yes. It was a good show. I hope there's supposedly a second season coming. Uh, I I really love that show. Do you guys realize the guy playing Jeffrey Dahmer is like the boyfriend in Mayor of Easttown? Yeah. Yeah, The other detective? Yeah. I had no idea until the other day. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I mean, he's like a kind of a... He's a... Evan Peters, he yeah, played uh, Quicksilver, names. and yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Did you watch? Did you watch Wandavision? Nope. Okay. See, none of that is ah. on my radar. So okay. ah. somebody threw that at me, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, he's popped up in the uh, in the superhero world a few times. Did you guys realize that the chick who plays Rose in Titanic yeah. is yeah. Yeah. No. no way! Yeah, I swear to God! Wow! Like, yeah. like just putting that together. Unbelievable! Different yeah, accents and everything. Yeah. Uh, but the, but Kate Winslet uh, has been in a gazillion great things, and she's uh, 47 years old today. She's, the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is one of my favorite movies, and not a lot of people can get into it, but I love it. Uh, I, I liked it. It was yeah. uh, It's certainly something to wrap your mind around. First time, I was lukewarm. And yeah. then when I watched it on subsequent viewings, I was like, oh, I get this now. Uh, Nikki Hilton, socialite and fashion designer, <laughs> is 39 years old today. And I actually have a story on Paris coming up in the Oh, really? Years. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so so uh, who's, 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 the more, who's the more real of the two? Who's I think, more, I think uh, she is. Substantive. Well, at least at least in the past. My friend worked with her. Um, with Nikki Hilton? Yeah, with Nikki right. Hilton. She was she had something, you know, the Nikki Hilton, I don't know, hair dryer. Or like so, it was like something like that. And she worked with her on uh, the details. She worked for the company that was producing she the She also worked on the Hedron Collider. I know that. <laughs> no, I don't think. I think but she got to one. go to, uh, into like one of their high rises. Really? In New York City. Yeah, okay. she said it was amazing. Who's the one who crashed the motorcycle on it the It wasn't carpet? either. Nikki it, it was, was next to her. It was Rod Stewart. Daughter, <laughs> one of my favorite pieces of footage. Yes. Yeah. So Nikki Hilton is thirty nine today. Mm-hmm. Guy Pierce has yes. a birthday as well. He's Great. brilliant. Uh, he turns fifty five. We had the opportunity to meet him. Came into the studio way back at Y one hundred when we were in uh, uh, back in media. Was it for Memento? I think it was yeah. for Memento. And we didn't know what the movie was all about. It's that's a mind f movie uh, for sure. Early Christopher Nolan, who yeah. obviously went on to great things, and L A Confidential, man, also oh, sensational. Mayor of Easttown as well. Yes, that's right. He's I a love interest. Yeah. 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 He's uh, yeah. He was a very nice guy. He's yeah. great. For, especially for the level, the caliber of actor he is. 
Uh, he was uh, just a really friendly person. Very short. Yes, he is. I, I, he is yeah. barely 4'2". Uh, but no, he's a little taller than that. Iron Man 3, of course, he was <laughs> yes. that. And um, a movie that I guarantee will make you cry your eyes out. It's called Two Brothers. Uh-huh. It's about tigers. And uh, it's amazing. He's 55 today. Bob Geldof has his birthday today. Yes. Of the Boomtown Rats fame. And then went on to become a huge activist. by so pissed cre- off. By creating Live Aid, yeah. Uh, and he turns uh, 71 years old. The guy today. playing him in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody pretty, looks pretty much like him. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So happy birthday to Bob Geldof. Uh, it's also Steve Miller's birthday ah. today. Yep. Steve Miller. Song after song after song after I remember that, yeah. that Greatest Hits album was one of those where you just put it on and let it roll because yep. every tune was awesome. I'm back to liking Steve Miller. Oh, did you have a falling I, I out reached, for a little bit? I reached saturation. Okay. I could see and now that. now I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, Jungle Love, is one of my favorite songs. Um, oh, Jungle Love, I got you, bro. Take the Money and Run, Fly Like an Eagle. Rockin' Me, just song Night after Night Fever. Song. Uh, okay, that's no, not, that's, that's the, the, Bee Gees, Bee Gees, uh, the Bee Gees. But uh, nonetheless, I like the whistle that's here. The <laughs> uh, Steve Miller turns 79 years old today. <laughs> Happy birthday to him. Uh, it's also Daniel Baldwin's birthday today. Ah. The Steve Miller of the Baldwin family. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so many hits. Homicide, Life on the Streets. And uh, big fan of cocaine. Uh, was he the big cocaine? Yeah, 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 yeah. he's one of those uh, guys that got fat on cocaine. What he did? <laughs> he got fat on yeah. cocaine. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. Does <laughs> he get a high five for that? I yeah. don't even know if he get a high five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, way to go. Way That's to go, hard. That is not an easy thing to do. I remember when, and Kathy, maybe you saw it when it was was it the surreal life or whatever or rehab or the Doctor Drew. He's sitting there getting his examination and he's trying to make the case to Doctor Drew that. Any cocaine in his system might have been stored in some of the cells. Like new time release cocaine. Right. <laughs> it's like he was taking, you know, like he would sprinkle it on on his uh, yeah. on his frosted flakes or something. Right. Like God, is that show still on? No. no. Uh, they yeah. should really bring that was we got some yeah. entertainment out oh, of that. Oh the, well look at uh, what uh, what the uh, Vern Troyer, the uh yeah. the, the no. clip that we use of, of him. Uh, you know, on the, the most, I thought this was on the surreal life. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all that same what? cluster, though. But yeah. but on uh, but like um, Jeff Conaway, yeah. Yeah. Remember that Stephen yeah. um, Adler, uh, yeah, Stephen Adler. <sighs> <sighs> That's Jeff Conaway. That's Jeff Conaway, who, who later passed away. He was yeah. in horrific shape. Yeah, yeah. yeah I terrible. don't like it. I, I maybe I have a different perspective on it, but I don't. Well, I don't find the entertainment value of, of like. Watching people bottom out and well, there was actually an element to it that was very instructive. That Absolutely. actually that was actually very helpful. I don't know. Um, yeah. It did generate obviously some some wild moments. But the I remember even my 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 brother who's um, you know sober for many years, you know says there the information imparted was accurate. You know, wow. but it was uh, wild. Today would have been Jeff Conaway's birthday. Oh. Nick, wow. uh, Nick just found that information oh. out. That's sad. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to move on uh, to happier times. Okay. Karen Allen's birthday is today. Always loved her. Uh, Animal House and, of course, uh, the Indiana Jones series, Marion. Uh, she ended up in two of those movies. She came back for the uh, the one that everybody hated. Uh, Crystal, uh, Crystal Skull. Skull. Yeah. Uh, but I, I always found her pretty adorable. I love her. Starman, too. Starman yeah. and Scrooge. Yep. Uh, you know, she's uh, 71 years old today. Uh, Clive Barker, the horror author, he brought us uh, Hellraiser and uh, Candyman. There is well. a new Hellraiser on... Um, did you ever watch 
the original? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Several so, times. New Hellraiser on Hulu. Really? Uh, direct to Hulu. Any good? Uh, it is a female pinhead, and it's supposed to be really good. All okay. Right. Uh, female pinhead's a good band name. <laughs> yes. Uh, Clive Barker is... Ah. 70 years old today. Isn't that the name of Marty McFly's band in uh, Back We're to the Future? Pinheads. Yes. Yep, you're right. Very good. Uh, Brian Johnson of ACDC has his birthday today. He is turning uh, 75 years old, so it's a big birthday for him, obviously. Uh, the rare occasion where uh, a new lead singer comes in and has even more success I'm a band that was already really successful. Their biggest album ever, right? Back, I mean, back yeah. in Black yeah. is a masterpiece. It is from top to bottom. Yeah. Every single song is great on that album. And he was out of the band because of hearing issues. He's back yeah. in the band. Yeah. Um, he's doing better than ever. And he's also a massive car aficionado. Yeah, that's where his hearing got messed yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. He was in a uh, car and, and uh, didn't have hearing protection. He didn't know the guy was going to gun it and did. And it, and it really uh, hurt his, uh, his eardrums badly. Uh, he turns 75 years old today. Uh, one of the all-time greats in the NHL, Mario Lemieux, has his birthday today. One of the greatest mullets ever. No, Yager. Yager is the greatest yeah. mullet ever. He had a good uh, mullet, but not a, not a yeah, great mullet. Yeah, Yager was the mullet king. Yeah. Uh, but Mario Lemieux, uh, four-time NHL scoring leader. Uh, and even if you hated the Penguins... You can't deny how great that guy was. He is uh, 57 years old today. And the last birthday I saw, uh, Jesse Eisenberg has his birthday today. Movies like uh, Social Network and Zombieland and uh, Now You See Me, Now You Don't, Batman v Superman. Uh, he is 39. I thought he was really good in both, uh, you know, in that role. A lot of people had issues because it was very quirky. Lex Luthor? Yeah, but I thought he was really good. Once it, to me, he just seemed, uh, and, and I get it, I yeah. understand, but, but he seemed... A little young and and more frail than than a Lex Luthor that. that I'm kind of used to. Because you know later I mean? on, yes, no, because later on, and in the comic books, Lex Luthor is a big guy. Yeah. Uh, but um, I I did believe his um, his drive, and he conveyed that well. Please <laughs> so thirty nine today. Oh, one more. What birthday. local fella, guy we know well, and back at work, Fran Dunphy. Hey! Celebrates his birthday today. We were talking about him yesterday because uh, Casey and I are working on Papa Shot for Camp Out for Hunger, and it's cool to have Fran. He'll be back this year because he's coaching with LaSalle. Yeah, so uh, we had him uh, represented. Uh, and, and, dude, he's just the nicest guy. He's got a great self-deprecating sense of humor. Oh, yeah. He keeps that, teaching, too. Yeah, like, so yeah. he's, he's taught at Temple and coached at Temple. He's taught at Penn and, and coached at Penn, and now he's teaching at LaSalle and coaching at LaSalle. Yeah. He just keeps going. All right, so happy birthday, Coach Dunphy, this is, morning. Isn't he a judge on, judge on the RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah, yeah well, is he? no, it's the Mass Singer. Oh, That's I'm what sorry. He's yeah, yeah. Uh, he turned 73 today, Nick, or uh, 74? They always 74, get it yeah. on Wikipedia, 74 years old. All right, uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, what was Gandhi's profession? We know mainly as an activist, but what was his profession? And I will go to... Uh, is this Jeannie? Yes, it is. Uh, by the way, the Shauna uh, will work for Jeannie, too. Really? Uh, yeah, it mentions oh, Jeannie okay, in there. Right, All right. Right, Hang right, on a right, second. Right, All right, right Jeannie, uh, what was uh, Gandhi's oh. profession, please? <laughs> All right, enjoy your song. What was his profession? A lawyer. A lawyer, yeah. that is correct. Yeah. Did you hear him say Shauna Jeannie? Yeah. 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 All right, hang on. Jeannie, we are we are going to set you up. We're going to give you a uh, pair of combo passes for the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions in Glen Mills, PA. Uh, this week's big friggin' deal: uh, two tickets to Bates Motel 
and haunted attractions uh, for just $50, and that's half price to experience the number one haunted attraction in America. You can get it now at WMMR.com. The keyword is deal while supplies last. Play that again. I want to make sure he does say Gene and not just Gene. There it is. Yeah. Right, so we can do that for uh, either or. What kind of lawyer was uh, Gandhi? Uh, was he uh, was he licensed to practice on our stuff? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm not According really sure. Anytime, day or night. According I, to a wiki, uh, Steve, he was an Indian lawyer. Okay, there we go. Is that what that makes it clear? <laughs> yeah. Thank Indian you. Indian lawyer. Yeah, yeah right. he primarily practiced in India. <laughs> well, I'm going to dive into some legal stuff right off the bat uh, with the entertainment report and uh, some interesting details coming out of this. Yesterday, Angelina Jolie filed a cross-complaint in the legal battle over a French winery that she and Brad Pitt once owned together. She triple-stamped it. Uh, well, she she doubles down on yeah, this, man, yeah, for sure. It's bad. Uh, the court documents detail abuse allegations against Pitt from the plane incident in 2016 that led to their divorce. So this is how uh, it reads. Um, when one of the children verbally defended Jolie... Pitt lunged at his own child, and Jolie grabbed him from behind to stop him. To get Jolie off his back, Pitt threw himself backwards into the airplane seats, injuring Jolie's back and elbow. The children rushed in and all bravely tried to protect each other. Before it was over, Pitt choked one of the children and struck another in the face. Some of the children pleaded with Pitt to stop. They were all frightened. Now... The documents also claim that Brad periodically emerged from the back of the plane to yell and swear at them over many tense hours on the flight. And at one point, he poured beer on Joe Lee. At another, he poured beer and red wine on the children. And uh, this is like other people were on this flight? So well, I don't know. Which is, I don't know. Well, you at least had a crew. You at least had uh, a pilot or, uh, and I assume, a co-pilot. It was a long flight. So uh, that's the question. Yeah, Why usually... did, did they hear anything? Right, right. Why did not they on a, interact on a, on a flight like that? I I have no idea. And correct me if I'm wrong. And again, this is what they filed, and it's horrific if it if it is the case. But wasn't um wasn't this already brought up in court? And they they hashed it out. He admitted to getting drunk and getting um, right, right. I remember all yeah, this. Yeah, but but I none of this came, came out, out during yeah. that. Yeah, none that I ended up yeah. hearing, but but it sounds like a a really drunk person doing stupid things, and he admits he would get really drunk. Uh, so the, the filing states that uh, Jolie has gone to great lengths to try to shield their children from reliving the pain that Pitt inflicted on the family that day. But when Pitt uh, filed the this lawsuit seeking to uh, reassert control over Jolie's financial life and compel her to rejoin her ex husband. As a frozen-out business partner, Pitt forced Jolie to publicly defend herself on these issues for the first time. Publicly defend them. All right. So, listen, if if it was at that extent, if, 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 if this is, you know, because we've been wondering why, uh, you know, it, it had to have gotten bad for her to be this angry about it for this long. Yeah. And and if, if he did those types of things, and I can see why she's like, yeah. dude, you are forever mm. banished. Forget it. You crossed an, an un- uh, a line that you can never come back from. Yeah, no, and I would agree yeah. with that. And I know they're yeah. also fighting over that vineyard that they have in uh, in France. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so this is what that is. Yeah, the cross-complaint yeah. in the legal battle over that. So, yeah, I don't know, but uh, we'll see what comes of those particular details or not. 
Uh, Elizabeth Olsen didn't understand feelings of panic until she reached a certain age. The Marvel actress got candid about how she experienced panic attacks in New York mm. when she was 21, a feeling that she said that she wasn't aware of as she was a very loud and confident kid growing up. She said, I remember I would get panic attacks uh, on the hour, every hour. Well, it's got to be a nightmare. She said in an interview with Variety, which was just recently published, I said, she said, I used to live on 13th Street between 6th and 7th. I was crossing 6th Avenue at 14th Street, and I realized that I couldn't cross the street. I stood up against a wall, and I just thought that I was going to drop dead at any moment. Uh, she described the spiraling feeling that would happen in her body at signs of change in her environment. Uh, she said, I went from cold to hot, hot to cold, full to hungry, hungry to full. Any kind of shift in my body, if I went that way, uh, my whole body thought, uh-oh, something's wrong. Uh, she said it was so weird, and ENT doctors said that it could be vertigo-related because it was all about truly spinning. Uh, so it was an interesting six months. Uh, to cope with the feelings, uh, the star looked to a friend who was seeing a medical professional for panic attacks and knew uh, a lot of brain games. Olson learned one strategy that's called repetition as a grounding technique. It actually was very similar to an acting exercise, she said, that we did in Atlantic, referring to her time at the Atlantic Acting School. She said, you just are constantly making observations about the person in front of you, and you're just trying to connect. She said, when I would walk down the street, I would just start naming everything that I saw out loud to get myself out of the spiraling, spiraling thoughts in Interesting. my brain. So it kind of distracts right, you. Right, right, which is what you need. So my brother um, suffered from panic attacks for the longest time. I have a feeling... And this is probably, this is only just a perception, that if you live in a city like that, mm -hmm. uh, that that could certainly bring it on. All that stimuli. All that yeah. stimuli. You're right. So, yeah. so uh, but he, he would describe it, my brother would describe it as, um, like, knowing, uh, um, knowing you're not having a heart attack, but being convinced you're having a heart attack. Yeah. So that you know you're not, but there's nothing you can do to convince yourself otherwise, even though you know you're not. Yeah. It's a bizarre... I I used to get, I, I, and I wouldn't Paradox. call it panic, panic yeah. attacks because I know that people, like, you know, it can be severe for them. But that's what the doctor said. He was like, you're, ha you're having, like, many panic attacks. So right. I went in, I was like, there's something wrong with my heart. Right. Like, they're, I, yeah, it's yeah, skipping yeah. a beat. That's what I kept saying. And he was like, it's not skipping a beat. It's just beating so fast that you feel like it's skipping a beat. But there was no, I couldn't, like, pinpoint it to a big city or something. Right, I was like, right. I don't know. I was just sitting you're at home. You're a farm girl. I don't, yeah. I don't know what I, happened. I, I would have that from time to time. And it turned out I was having what, what are called uh, esophageal uh, spasm. So it's actually your esophagus, which in your chest feels right next to your heart. Sure it does. This little flutter thing. And then that would cause my heart rate to shoot up because I thought something was wrong with my heart. And, and it would just, can. it's like this feedback loop. It would just make it worse yeah. and worse. Wow. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. Yeah. I'm dying over here. Yeah. It was, you know, I had to wear a heart monitor and all this stuff for a while. So yeah, it can, it can scare, and, and that scare people around the person having it. And people have them for different reasons, yeah. you know. So, uh, but anyhow, she had said this technique was a helpful tool. She uh, recalled her panic attacks is very weird because she was not anxious as a child, but I guess she doesn't have them anymore. Did she say that being beautiful and wealthy helped? Yeah, I didn't. She didn't directly, <laughs> but I think we can all. All right, I started having a mini panic attack when you mentioned her address because I'm like, in, in she's a dream girl, right? No, no. New York, why do you have two different, like, sets of numbered streets? Like, you got one going east to west and then another set yeah. of numbered streets going north to south. Like, well, it's avenue. a toddler town. I know it's an avenue and a street, but it still doesn't matter to me because okay. it's... The Bronx is up and yeah. the battery's down. And people riding a hole in the ground. It's New York, New York. Yeah. <laughs> so could you live at 5th and 5th then, I guess? 
Fifth Street and Fifth Avenue? I don't think it intersects like no, that, it does, does it? Not. No, it does not. First and First does. Okay. It's a plot line in Seinfeld, and Kramer's <laughs> like... I think I'm at the nexus of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I promise you guys a Paris Hilton story, and I'm going to deliver All right. Thank you. Uh, she has hope that her missing dog is still alive after Aww. contacting seven pet mediums for mm. reassurance. Uh, and she has been beside herself since Diamond Baby went missing in September. Uh, she has offered a reward of $10,000 for anyone who can help bring her pooch back home, pleading with her followers on a daily basis for information. Offering an update. I see a dog. Uh, she shared that uh, she wants to offer a much higher reward. Dog has a diamond-encrusted clutch. Uh, but has warned against the idea by her security team as they believe it would put her in danger. Uh, she went on to say she has spoken to seven credible pet mediums and communicators who all say Diamond Baby is alive. Well, if they're credible pet mediums. <laughs> and someone has her. Uh, she says, this gives me hope. Uh, at this point, hope is the only thing getting me through. I wonder if she paid all seven of those. I guarantee you she did. continue to be paid oh, to yeah. tell her that the dog is alive. If you want to recover your dog, we need another session. Uh, she concluded her... Des- Thank you, Magda. Her desperate post by urging her fans... Uh, to please keep an eye out for my little girl. I do hope she finds her dog. Uh, yes, I it's mean, horrible. Did it? It just uh, hang on. Uh, did it New get stolen? Did, no, no. Did it get stolen? Did it get out of the house? I think a cougar came and took it. If she, you think a cougar down, came and took it? I love your dog. Could <laughs> I walk it for you? <laughs> oh, you mean like an animal? Cougar. Yeah, 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 like yeah. mountain lion. I love the young boys. All right. Um, this uh, real was... quick, Casey. Uh, this just in: uh, you can live at Fifth Street and Fifth Avenue. <laughs> okay. oh, oh my God, I'm okay. driving me crazy. Uh, by the way, that video you just had up on the monitor here—it was somebody has a black dog and they put legs on it to make it look like a giant <laughs> tarantula. Yeah. Is hers. that the dog? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great costume. Yeah. Oh Aww. man, uh, it, it just breaks your heart. It sucks. Yeah. All right, so very sad news uh, from the world of country music yesterday. Uh, Loretta Lynn, one of the all-time greats, passed away at her home in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. She was 90 years old. A towering legend in country music. Uh, The family did not cite uh, a cause of death. Uh, She was 90 years old, as I said. Her career was remarkable for its storybook ascent from uh, its hard scrabble origins. She was a teenage bride, a mother, a country star, and a grandmother by her early 30s. She's a very similar story to Dolly Parton a, in the yeah. rural nature of how they were raised. Trailblazer for other female country performers, and she was the first woman to win the Country Music Association's Entertainer of the Year Award. That was in 1972, oh, wow. yeah. Uh, she also helped uh, redefine and broaden the appeal of country music. Our songs were delivered from a distinct female point of view, and that had not been done before. Uh, not the way that she did it, writing about women as they really lived, and it was a breakthrough. If you ever, have, have you all seen Coal Miner's Daughter, the movie? No. Great movie, It is guys. a great movie. It's really well done. Even if you're done. not into mu- this country music at all, it is yep. super well done. I agree, Steve. It's it's one of the greats. Um, in 2013, when Miss Lynn received uh, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor, President Barack Obama called her a, tr- a rule breaker, record-setting queen of country music who gave voice to a generation singing what no one wanted to talk about and saying what no one wanted to think about. Uh, her career was propelled by an indisputable musical talent. Uh, she was a formidable uh, performer, having to grow up fast, she said, as I did when I got married, took something away from me. Uh, she noted this in her second memoir. But she said, but it also gave me something, a hard-won strength. 
Uh, many of her most memorable songs celebrated her Kentucky roots and were rendered in an unmistakable Appalachian twang. Her first album, called Loretta Lynn Sings, reached number two on the Billboard Country Album Chart in 1963. But her greatest success came later on, often uh, with tunes packed with personal meaning or topical social themes. Uh, the first of more than a dozen number one country hits came in 1967 with Don't Come Home A-Drinkin' with Lovin' On Your Mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Written by with her sister Peggy Sue about a marriage uh, to an alcoholic. Is this it? No. Oh, oh you ain't one. woman enough. But there is one called You're the Reason Our Kids Are Ugly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Hang on to that for a second. <laughs> but uh, several of her songs were tough-minded warnings uh, to romantic rivals for her husband's affections like this one called... Man. Her husband, uh, Mooney, right? Yep. Uh, it's it's well depicted in the movie, uh, and Loretta Lynn was a, a big part of making sure the movie was authentic, but he, he occasionally had uh, his dalliances, oh, and, yeah. and, but uh, they stayed together. She called him Do, I think was uh, was his name. Um, <laughs> right. So, uh, but there was a, a song she had a number one hit with, and I don't remember this one, but it's called Fist City. Yes. Okay. Do we have that? Because no. here's some of the lines. It says, I'm not a saying my baby is a saint because he ain't and that he won't cat around with a kitty. I'm here to oh. tell you, gal, to lay off my man if you don't want to go to Fist City. <laughs> That's pretty great. That's pretty great. The whole thing oh. hurts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, yeah. oh, not that. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Not that. <laughs> Different kind of fisting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a fight. I'm right. sorry. I don't know yeah, I even yes. went there. there there's a, and uh, I'm not going to be taking the rings off neither. Oh, uh, my God. There's a guy that I follow on TikTok that does a creepy, what does he call it? Creepy, crawly uh, lyrics and yeah. song lyrics. And he goes into, I mean, this is not that bad, but some of, like, some of the stuff that he goes into, and a lot of it is country music. Oh, yeah. Is like... It was about like rape and yeah, oh, yeah, guys oh, yeah. following well, girls uh, home and there was a, there was a song I remember when I was working our sister station with a country station. This is back in Missouri, and there was a song called uh, "Mama's in the Graveyard, Papa's in the Pen." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he killed his wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole the whole story was about she was cheating, and he drove his tractor trailer through the house wow. and killed. It's probably a true story. Yeah. One of the one of the songs that this guy does uh, is about a woman who a guy murdered and put in the wall of his house. Oh my God, it's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, Ruby, you've pointed out many oh, times, yeah. is is a, 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 about a guy who's preparing to go murder his uh, his uh, wife or girlfriend, a Vietnam vet yeah. who was who was paralyzed, right? And he's like, I get my N sixteen and put her in the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. Right. But, I, but I'll never forget the lyric from "Mama's in the Graveyard, Papa's in the Pen." Was uh, is talking about the guy driving through the house, and it was he never slowed down and he was shifting gears. <laughs> <laughs> he was good on that it's thing. Crazy, Preston, man. I think that there's a Beatles song that's uh, uh, yeah. Is it "Run you, for Your Life"? Is that what, yeah. okay? Yeah, that one's. But listen, sometimes these songs are not written from the perspective of the author. They're written it's just from a, loop, a yeah. story that they're creating. And so. a lot of them are of a time, so that, that you know, yeah. yeah. All right, well, anyhow. Um, you want to hear the Fist City? Fist song? City, yeah, yeah we got to hear a little Fist City. All right, you ready? Yep. And that's what you look like to me. And what I see is a pity. You better close your face and stay out of my way if you don't want to go to Fist City. I like it. <laughs> that you better detour around my town Cause I'll grab you by the hair of the head And I'll lift you off of the ground I'll grab yes. you by the hair of your head And lift you <laughs> off the ground You'll beat the piss out of her yeah. Yeah. 
song they call me pegging sue oh my god uh some of her other well-known songs included uh, dear uncle sam about a woman uh saying goodbye to her soldier husband you're yeah. looking at country love is the foundation uh and one is on the way written by humor shell silverstein by the way i remember that song about a beleaguered housewife expecting a child uh and there was also a song called the pill and i think yep. we have a clip yeah, of that we had already played it uh, about the liberating effect of contraceptives on a woman's life. Uh, she recorded the song uh, in 1972. Uh, her record company withheld it from release for three years, and many radio stations refused to play it, but it eventually became a top-five country hit. Uh, were we, we were playing that case? Yeah, we were playing yeah. it earlier, but... All these years I've stayed at home While you had all your fun And every year that's gone Another baby's come There's gonna be some changes made Right here on Nursery Hill You set this chicken your last time Cause now I've got the pill <laughs> Oh my god Wow, wow. Nursery Hill Yeah right? Wow Okay Do you remember her song Pull Out? <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten about her um, uh, collaborations with Jack White uh, yeah. In the early 2000s uh, the- Yep Emmy, uh, a Grammy nominated, yeah. they might have actually won. Um, yeah. And sh- and he, they loved each other. They spoke really highly of their collaboration. Yep. Uh, but the classic was Coal Miner's Daughter. Yeah. Uh, that was just a, such a great song. And it was actually a later hit for her. It was in 1970. Yeah. Uh, and it only spent one week at number one, but it eventually became her signature song. The movie obviously helped that. Sissy Spacek did yeah. an incredible job. And Beverly D'Angelo as um, Patsy Cline. When producers were still casting the movie, uh, Ms. Lynn casually spoke on The Tonight Show that little Sissy Spacek would play her on the screen. Spacek, who shadowed Ms. Lynn for months uh, and sang all the movie songs, by the way, won an Academy Award for Best Actress for her portrayal in that movie. And like Steve was saying, you should see the movie. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. great. And it, it will, I, I'm assuming it'll air this week. I'm going to have to imagine. You should be able to find so, Crystal it. And Tommy Gale? Lee Jones plays her husband. Yeah. He's fantastic. Exactly. Uh, Crystal yeah. Gale is her little sister? Yes. Her actual little sister? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, so sad news, a an, an absolute legend in the world of country music, Loretta And Gail Lynn. King's her other sister. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Gail King, I did not know that. That might be wow. inaccurate. All right, uh, let's see. I still have a couple more stories. Well, then just do it. To get to, this is a big one. This is a really right. big story. Uh, Velma is a lesbian. Yeah. So what we all knew from here, uh, the, the, the Scooby-Doo has now, uh, there's clips from a brand new uh, trick-or-treat Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. Uh, which shows the Mystery Incorporated member uh, googly-eyed and speechless when she encounters costume designer Coco Diablo. I have to say, I assumed that, and I assumed Fred was gay. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't thought that about Fred. Uh, but it's gone viral on Twitter. Well, he and Daphne always had a thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I always assumed that him and Daphne were an item. Yeah. And that Velma was, like, not. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, it's uh, it's interesting. I tell you what, some of these, um, the more recent Scooby-Doo uh, animated movies are mm-hmm. not meant for young kids. They're they're like they they've actually had epi- uh, or movies where there's an actual murder that mm-hmm. takes place. Yeah. 
So this has been an open secret among fans and Scooby-Doo creatives that uh, Velma is gay. Even James Gunn, who wrote the early live-action films, and uh, Tony Servone, who served as supervising producer on Mystery Incorporated series, had confirmed the character's sexuality, but they were never able to make it official on screen. In 2020, Gunn tweeted that he tried to make Velma a lesbian in the live-action movies. In 2001, Velma was, he said, explicitly gay in my initial script, but the studio just kept watering it down and watering it down, becoming ambiguous uh, the, with the version shot. And he said, uh, then nothing in the release version and finally having a boyfriend in the sequel. Uh, during the 2020 during uh, 2020 Pride Month, Servone wrote on Instagram, I've said this before, but Velma in Mystery Incorporated is not bi, she's gay. And we always planned on Velma acting a little off and out of character when she was dating Shaggy because that relationship was wrong for her. And I forgot she, that. And she had unspoken difficulty with the why. Uh, there are hints about the why in that episode uh, with the mermaid. And if you follow the entire Marcy arc, it seems as clear as we could make it 10 years ago. I don't remember that. I don't either. I don't think Marcy and Velma had time to act on their feelings during the main timeline. But post-reset, they are a couple. You can not like it, but this was our intention. I, I'm sorry, but is this going back to the original creators of Scooby-Doo? I don't think so. Right. I think it's in the, uh, the probably the people uh, who bought when the animated movies right. started up for a, but for a, a fairly decent run of time uh, because those original cartoons go back to the what they the the, the late sixties, yeah, late sixties, right. Yeah. right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, so anyhow, whoever whoever owns this now, yes, this is the the created. We do have a clip uh, of uh, arc. Velma going gaga for this Coco character. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. And as promised, here are your Scooby Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's the best. I love it. Uh, sometimes, you know, when, you, uh, when you're when you getting amorous with the wife and you reach completion, do you scream jinkies? Jinkies. I do. Uh, well, jinkies to this. Uh, according to page six, Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady have hired divorce lawyers. Uh, yeah. This, knew this I have a feeling this is going to get nuclear. Uh, as far as the ugliness goes? Yeah. yeah. A source told the outlet, I've never actually thought this argument would be uh, the end of them, but it looks like it is. I don't think there will be any coming back now. Uh, they both have lawyers and are looking at what a split will entail, who gets what, and what the finances mm. will be. So we can kid ourselves and say that we know what's going on, but we don't really. But I would have to say it seems to be that the big line here is she felt betrayed by him rescinding his retirement. Right. That, oh, that, really? That that was yeah, the maybe. big thing. Yeah, because she was like, okay, yeah, enough. Next chapter. I don't want to see you get hurt, right. you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, mm. oh, there you go. I, I, I guess so. I don't know. I, there's got to be something more. Than, okay. They probably maybe. wanted a dog. <laughs> yeah, if you pay. Yeah. <laughs> He and Sly are talking about it. All right, and then one last story. I have a lot. It's already five minutes. Oh, my God. But but I I have to include this. Uh, The Long and the Works Frasier follow-up is finally a reality. Paramount (laughs) Plus has given the series a green light. Executive produced by Kelsey Grammer. I loved Frasier. I loved Cheers. And and Frasier was the same crew. Sharply written. Incredible ensemble. I hope they can do it again. I'm fearing that they won't be able to, but we'll see. Uh, Grammar 2018 started fielding interest for a new Fraser series that would feature the title character in a new city and has been the driving force behind the efforts ever since. Number of episodes has not been confirmed. It's possibly going to be like a 10-episode arc. So, All right. Maybe they'll like, do it right. Yeah. So details about the new series 
are also not being revealed beyond the fact that it's focused on Fraser Crane's next chapter in a different city. He will be surrounded by new characters with the original Fraser cast members not expected to be series regulars, but could make guest appearances. And that's kind of what they did with Fraser anyway. They moved him from Boston, yeah, whole new cast to Seattle. Into Seattle and every now and then, some of the cast members would be guests on that show. You don't have John Mahoney, though. Um, no, he's dead. He's dead. Um, Jan Leaves, you do have. Yeah, the uh, brother, yeah, Niles. Niles. Uh, but uh, yeah, those they were essential to the case. What I love, Preston, is that he was doing this radio show. He was a radio psychologist, yeah. and um, celebrities would call in as the callers. Y- you wouldn't really find out to the end unless you recognize the voice. Yeah. But they would always have these cameos from these celebrities on the phone. Yeah. Here, here's uh, I would rather see Cheers come back, and you could do that. I mean, uh, you could create a storyline that uh, you know maybe Cheers is going to go under her, or, or I, who knows, and then. Sam and everybody come. I I would love to see that whole cast back I think together. That'd be harder, yeah, because you have such a. That's a huge cast. It's a huge cast. Yeah. So, uh, but they're all still viable and and there so and, and available. She, she left the show. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. I, I don't know. Kirstie maybe Alley. Yeah. You can have Kirsty and Shelly back. All right. Well, right now we're we're gonna do the clips. So let's move on to that. Let uh, Kathy work on that. In a world populated by... Getting them all back together? <laughs> that's, that's a task. By beautiful, fit, and vain vampires, overweight Reginald tumbles into it as an unlikely hero in Reginald the Vampire. And here's star Jacob Batalon, or Batalon, uh, explains how his character Reginald is relatable. Well, Reginald is, is a very uh, everyday person. I mean, I think that what's relatable about him is that he's not trying to be anything or be anyone. He's just genuinely himself. Uh, in that, he may not be the typical hero of the story. You know, I, I, I think that he's never really experienced love. He's never really experienced what it's like to have friends. Uh, we've had him in the studio. He's great. Uh, he was fantastic. The Spider-Man. Spider-Man movies, yeah. Yeah, he plays uh, Peter's best friend. Reginald the Vampire premieres tonight, 10 o'clock. That's on Sci-Fi. I wonder if he's going to continue, um, not to give spoilers here, but he he had capabilities at the end of the last Spider-Man movie, if that will continue. Yeah. It's got to. Next clip. Single sail to the Mediterranean on a luxury cruise ship looking for love in the real love boat. The real love boat. In this clip, host Jerry O'Connell explains how he reacted when the first person was eliminated on the show. I was shocked, and I expressed my shock. I think I may have said, like, I can't believe that just happened. And immediately they said, cut, cut, cut. The producers came on set and surrounded me and said, as a host, you are not allowed to talk like this. I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't think I want to yeah. see it. Uh, the Real Love Boat? Premieres tonight, nine o'clock on CBS. So. There's, a, there's a couple of shows like that, uh, Below Decks, or what, what is that? Yeah, um, Below Deck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where there's, um, it's basically a reality, you know, show focusing in on the crew. Um, we'll see. Uh, maybe I might. Try He's a good this. host. He is a good host. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's uh, Entertainment Report for now, friends. We need to take a break. We were like way yeah. over time on this particular one, but I would like to give away, as Casey just handed this to me, uh, a case of Headhunter IPA. Uh, we'll take call number 18. It's Fathead's Aggressively Hopped Legendary IPA. It's available in both six-packs and 12-packs, and you can also enjoy it at par- as part of a Fathead's new IPA variety 12-pack. And you can pick up some at your nearest Acme or Craft Beer retailer. So we'll take call number 18. You have to be at least 21. We'll set you up with a case of beer from Fathead. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 
you doing, my friend? I'm doing a lot better now. 93.3 WMMR presents... Why is that? Because I just won $1,000 from MMR. You loot. Your shot to win... 1000 bucks, huh? Yeah, $1,000. Good luck day, you know? Five times a day. Congratulations to you, Derek. Thank you, thank you. Listen for the Yoo-Hoo Loot Thunder and get the keyword. Text it to 45911 or enter it on our website or the new MMR app. Make sure you spend that money on something fun, all right? No bills. I tell beer. beer. All right, all right. Only beer, gotcha. See official rules and details at WMMR.com. Thanks for playing our Yoo-Hoo Loot Contest. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Sponsored by Horizon Services Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Book online at horizoneasybook.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Listen, Steve Show. It's a Wednesday morning. I hope you had a, a great morning so far and got to see some of your coworkers yelling at each other. <laughs> At each other's throats at a commercial break. Uh-huh. <laughs> was that going on? I made my headphones on. Take a guess who it was. Uh, Casey and Kathy had a little thing. Oh, man. Let's take a look. That's sexual tension. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's take a look at traffic and see what's up. What you got, Cap? Militia Hill Road still closed in White Marsh Township between Butler Pike and Campus Drive. Uh, Schuylkill Expressway, we have volume building eastbound the boulevard into the Vine Expressway, westbound the boulevard to the Blue Route. 95 southbound jams the Betsy Ross Bridge to Columbus Boulevard, but the accident now cleared. Uh, in King of Prussia, Gulf Road at Goddard Boulevard, we now have an accident there to watch out for. Blue Route northbound slows 95 to the Media Bypass. In New Jersey, 42 north slows the Black Horse Pike to 295, 55 northbound, heavy Deptford to 42. This traffic report brought to you by Ashley Home. Explore savings this weekend at Ashley. Don't miss your chance to save 20% off your entire furniture purchase or get 60 months no interest financing with no money down Ashley and Pottstown, Warminster, Ben Salem and Maple Shade. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Casey, how does it make you feel? <laughs> Listen, there was a story last week there was a story last week and, and we didn't talk about it, what? but there was a um, a radio host in St. Louis. Oh, yes! Uh, and in a commercial break uh, the, his female co-host he started going after her, and there's audio of this guy uh-huh. calling her a fat effing oh, bitch and all this stuff. Yeah. And I mean, like, relentlessly, just all over her. And, uh, you know, because I was joking around just now, Casey and Kathy yeah. had a little tip thing. It was really funny to watch. It was about <laughs> uh, trimming fingernails. And, <laughs> but uh, these two people just, I mean, hated, hated each other. Each other. Oh. Wow. And they and they have to work together and do a an entertaining radio show. And after be, that know, break. Congenial. After the commercial breaks. Yeah. And then go back to their little mantra on air and pretending. So, and you know, the, the really messed up part about this is, I was telling Rochelle about this, and she goes, yeah, I can't believe I dated that guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. That guy in that story for like a very brief period, like a month or something. No they, way. Oh, she yeah. had a thing. Yeah, like a little wow. thing. How funny is wow. that? And you know, you- I'm like, this guy, this exact guy, she's like, yeah. I was and like, what? What set him off that particular time was she questioned something he'd done on the computer. It yeah, was his not computer done- skills. She was kind of busting yeah. his balls yeah. about his computer skills on air. And he, and did, he got he took uh, it personally. The switch flipped yeah. and he went Whoa. nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you know? Is there like a follow up? Are they he still got fu- fired? He got fired. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that, that absolutely happened because he was. Really going after her. How was their audio of it? Across all kinds. I think she was recording. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think it started, and maybe she had her phone nearby or something. Let me just like do it. That, yeah, and just started recording it. But yeah, yeah. it was brutal. Uh, 
I had uh, I had therapy yesterday, and so I'm in therapy brain. And yes. like, if you go to physical therapy, you go to like you know you, you go see a therapist or whatever. Like that stuff lingers with you. for Yeah, a while. you try to apply it exactly. Yeah, and so um, I just I watched the encounter between Casey and Kathy, <laughs> and the entire, my entire therapy session yesterday was about effective communication. <laughs> and how to talk. How did we do? Not, uh, not well. Not I well. Disagree. I think I did. I think I did pretty good. Yeah, you know what I, I think was when you were yelling on the way yeah. out of the studio, well, and then the soundproof a, door closed. Shut your hole. <laughs> I was a joke over there. I did. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding Casey, as well. Casey, her and I, what would you like to say to Kathy? Uh, but, well, but, you know what? Going going back to that story. Hey, yeah. I'm just saying. Going back to that story. How these people uh, can be, how, how there can be that vile mm. conversation off air, and then all of a sudden they have to. Turn hey. the switch on and pretend like, yeah. hey, how I, was the bake sale on Saturday? <laughs> how can you live like that? Well, how can you work it like that? Right. Like, I, I look at it then, I'm like, well, so everything they do is fake. You know? Everything right. they do is fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, are, there have been shows um, that have, and I'm, you know, out of deference, we won't betray names, th- that we know for a fact despise. Hated each other. Desp- and like, not only the two mains or the mains, the whole staff, they all hated each other. And it, it's the most bizarre thing because... You're supposed to be this pleasant pick-me-up in the morning. And uh, that's why a lot of times you'll have shows split where you'll have somebody off in a remote location. And that's happened, too, uh, where they're not even in the same studio. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's I would, a nightmare. I would love to hear what the breaks were like after that encounter. Yeah. Right. You know, like, what, yeah. at what yeah. time in the morning did that happen? And, and then what was... time for traffic with the fat bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you think, like, you could pick up on it afterwards? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, listen. Prick. Listen, I get butthurt on this show sometimes, and I go into shutdown mode. Like, I, I, yeah, you know, like, I want to be real. Like, I'm not going to yeah. pretend like we never butt heads or anything yeah. like that. But, like, like, I love that. all you guys. No, I, yeah. I, I, like see, I honestly see our relationship as a family. Like, yeah. To me, the way that I, I love you guys, and there are days where I, I get angry or, like, well, I'm a human. Yeah. So we all go through ranges of emotions. But I love everybody in this room. I love Marissa and Nick Murphy, too. And it's just, like... Uh, there are days not, that are harder. No, God. I'm sorry? Not, not about Connor. 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 No way. I, I think you can hear us. Why did you bring him up? That kid. Connor is the worst. Oh, yeah. my God. Let's talk about Connor. Uh, <laughs> leaving no. his cigarette butts on the console. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Same thing. With, listen, and these things fluctuate. And if I if I get pissy with, you know, Casey, just to pick yeah. a name here or whatever. Oh, thanks. I, thanks a lot. Casey, there, how does there, it feel when that's the first name Preston goes to? It's, I mean, I am <laughs> geographic the closest to right, him, right, but right. like because of that, he probably could have gone with like Nick Murphy, which right. is you know <laughs> probably the, the nicest guy right, right, right. next to. <sighs> But the point I was trying to make is that I I know that it's not going to last long. It's not right. going to last forever. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's a, you know it we, stays in and out of these things. Preston, for so long we have been uh, <laughs> we have been this and I you we talked about the Harry Potter um, anniversary special and. There you have a collective of people who have been through so much together. Not mm-hmm. that we're, uh, you know, not that we know spells and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but we all have shared this thing and no one understands. It doesn't mean that it's it's anything better than what's going on in your life. But for us, you know, you co-workers, if you're working on a construction site or whatever, there's a collective experience. And we have that. And, and, and in a familiar way, no one will ever understand a huge chunk of my life the way you guys will. Yeah, the you know? way I just, I'm like, listen, if, when people ask, I go, 
five of us are locked into a room together for four and a half hours yeah. every day. You're you know? in here with me. Yeah. <laughs> so if you think that, like, we don't bicker from time to time on air or off air, yeah. then yeah. You're, you're fooling yourself. I was um, sitting talking to Kyle. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Kyle Mack. Thank you. Uh, Kyle, how does it make you feel when Casey forgets your last name? Well, we kind of had like a little bit of a and a when we were in, we were in, it was in California and right. he was asking questions because he also was a fly on the wall here as a uh, video intern yeah. for a little bit. And, and so I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I love everybody. But it's not to say that we don't like. No, it's natural. Yeah. That's what humans yeah, it do. Happens. Yeah. It happens. But, you know, when Kathy wants to have these little comments about you clipping your nails oh, Preston, over a trash can, meanwhile, she's over there clipping her nails. I don't see no, a trash I'm can in sight. No, I'm not clipping my nails. I don't see a trash can in sight. There's no nails. <laughs> That's nails what it was all about. Clipped. She's trimming the lady hairs. <laughs> that was what it was all about. That's what this guy started. Marissa sent over the audio of this of this oh, radio oh, show. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, so, okay. uh, but th- he- this is... It was last week. It actually made kind of some of the national news feeds, which uh, was interesting. I got it, it off the Daily Mail, which Yeah, one of those wild. stories that just took off. Yeah. So, here, let me play you. This is, this is off air, and he's berating her. Listen, you're a f- fat, f- nasty, f- and right. you don't f- bring up on air when I f- yeah, hear you're back. back. You're a f- fat, f- fat f- I don't f- hear you f- hear Be like that, guys. Come on, man. There's a, like a producer trying yeah. to break it. Come on, man. <laughs> I let it go yesterday. But you called me right. stupid for the because second who time. who brought up the stupid subject? You it wasn't a called, stupid you subject. You were making fun of me because I was dealing with the computer. Chris was, too. It wasn't just me. No, no, Chris was. Yes, he said, oh, he my God, it's going to be here anything. in three weeks. He didn't say anything on air. Yes, he did. Go back and you listen. He was history. laughing when you I did it. You have a history of attacking me on air. And Chris no, I knows. don't. You have a history of attacking me on air. Are you kidding? looking at. Don't come back. Really? You're not my boss. Yeah, I love that line. You're not my boss. You're not the boss of me. Yeah, so uh, Uh, play the play the play the part where they talk about the uh, the fingernail clippings. (laughs) (laughs) I worked with um, two people that hated each other. Hate. I mean, it was it was beyond, and uh, they would kind of go their separate ways, but they they're. Their uh, job titles, you know, forced them to have to work together at Who some was point. It? Was this a TV job? Yeah, yeah, it was in TV. Um, it okay. was nobody on the air. It was all behind the scenes. But oh, they, okay. I mean, they despised each other. And it was difficult. Like, sometimes you'd have mm. to pass messages from one to the other. And I oh, was sort of that kind of dynamic, in a position yeah. where uh, I was like, okay, I'll let Would you please tell? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, you my mom, when uh, she would, uh, you know, she just revealed to me in the last couple of years, there was a guy who she used to work at this other uh, place. And there was Every single day of her life, a coworker of hers, coworker, and it was her, like I guess, superior. Oh. And and as a matter of fact, when she ended up um, transferring to a different uh, uh, location, his superior said, "Don't say anything. You know, just because you're going to be here today, and it's, then and then tomorrow you're not going to be here anymore. And don't like. And it was just, it was so. It's no way to live. No. I, now, mind you, some people have no option, and they are locked into a situation. And where she was, people, yeah. yeah. And obviously, she was as well. But Jesus Christ, I mean, if you you know, if you do have the latitude to get out of that situation, you, sometimes you get Stockholm syndrome and don't realize it's sucking the life out of you. Your mother, unfortunately, didn't have any. No, uh, but eventually know. she got out and she went to another place and she was happy there. But man, I, I was unaware. And these are you know, these are things that you you know, kids don't need to know about right, these right. things. You know. By the way, this uh, text uh, is for you, Kathy. It says, "Shut up, Kathy, and go put your panties on the right way." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I got it right her this morning. Shut up, woman. You got it right? right? I got it right this morning. All right, well, listen, we still have a couple more minutes, and I wanted to, I didn't mean to go off into that conversation, but it was kind of funny watching you guys have this cute little band, uh, bicker thing going on. Uh, but I did want to uh, dive into the Just Saying Institute, oh. and actually this story can tie right into that uh, that first bit of uh, stress at work. The Just Saying Institute, home of the new swingers club, Loretta Lynn's Fist City. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, If you need to regulate stress, think twice about how you breathe. According to neuroscientist Dr. Andrew Huberman, uh, says that the typical vice of in through your nose and out through your mouth can actually increase your heart rate. Instead, try breathing through your nose twice, followed by a long exhale through the nose. Let me tell you. Anytime they tell you how to breathe properly or anytime they tell you how to breathe in a certain situation, I'm just like, I'm I'm out. Because whatever it is, I I don't do it. I won't do it well. The whole... You know, you're supposed you're supposed to air supposed to come in, and your your um, diaphragm supposed to expand. I, I, yeah, well, how does it work again? As long as it's keeping me alive, I'll just settle on that type of breathing, and mm. I've been doing pretty good for quite a while. That sounds uh, like a yoga practice, though. Is that's, that what that is? I mean, that's what what we do. Like, can you control your breathing, and do, can, can you do these various? Yeah, that's all part of it. It's all part of being able to get through the classes to control the breathing, and and, and the in same some thing? spots, that's what you're told to do. You take that second breath at the end and then you exhale. And I guess it, it takes a while to train yourself to do that regularly because it's easy to fall out of it if you don't do it enough. It's just something you have to rehearse and practice over and over to get used to it. I think I'm too stupid. And, <laughs> in yoga at least we breathe in and out of our nose. Okay, so okay. I guess, Kath, because uh, I'm not a, I, I've done yoga but uh, is the the attention to your breath, is that supposed to sort of take you out of everything yeah. else? Yeah, totally. And that's the idea? Mm-hmm. So even if you're getting annoyed <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> uh, that you're maybe not doing it right, at least that's what you're focused on? Or if it gets difficult and you mm-hmm. want to, you know, fall out of the pose, it's like just concentrate on your breathing instead of, you know, your legs that are hurting. Uh, mindful uh, meditation uh, does the same thing. Like you focus on the breaths you're taking in. It is supposed to put your focus into that one thing. Yeah. And therefore, kind of clearing your mind a bit. All right, so I do a meditation. Um, Dr. Rosenpenis gave it to me. And uh, I guess in the beginning, it does require you taking um, breaths. But, I mean, there are so many ways that we get information that says, okay, you have to do it this way, you have to do it that way. That just seems like a natural relaxing breath. Mm-hmm. So is that what we're talking? I no, it's so. more focused. Like, it, it, you... Because you, when you're breathing normally or even a relaxing breath, you're not focusing on your breath. You're not concentrating. Right. And, and so it becomes an unconscious thing. Uh, the, when in yoga or mindful meditation or whatever, you, you consciously focus on the act of breathing. All right. where, where it's going in and out of your, your body, if it's leaving your nose or leaving your mouth or whatever. And that's sort of like Kathy's talking about with yoga is like you're actually focusing on it at that time. And then by focusing on it, it changes your mindset and hopefully like your heart rate or if you're stressed. Right. Because a lot of times you'll, when you're doing strenuous activity, you'll actually forget to breathe. Right. Right. So uh, that yeah. I don't do, I, I guess, because I... Well, you I hold know. your breath for you a hold moment. Hold your breath for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget to I mean, breathe. You're not going to kill yourself. Right. But yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot to breathe yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so you, it, it's not good for you to do that. Yes. Do you, uh, when crossing the finish line in a uh, sexual encounter, do you hold your breath? I don't know. I've what? never paid attention. Well, it was a, a conversation. He says jinkies. Jinkies. Next time that happens with a okay. partner, uh, no, not one you're by yourself. 
We have uh, audio. I think I probably would. It's um. <laughs> Definitely breathing out. That it guy's actually, breathing out. Yes, <laughs> it came. It, be, it was a little source of conflict uh, in uh, at home there, and, um, and it was like at I, home I, there. <laughs> Did you have garlic <laughs> at home yeah, there? You know, there. Or, you know, there with the uh, with the various vaginas and things as they are want to do. Uh, you guys had a discussion about we it. We did post, and it was like uh, she's like, "Why do you hold your breath?" And I was like, "I don't think I do it consciously." And then why do you even breathe? I would say, "Why are you paying attention to me holding my?" My breath. Because it was her suggestion that I should uh, breathe. I cannot I... wait to get back to painting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here's here's the rub. And, and Casey, earlier you said what's good for the goose is good for the gander, or however that expression goes. Uh-huh. I, she crossed the finish line not that long ago and completely held her breath. And I was like, uh-huh. uh-huh. I, but I waited. I didn't discuss it right then. I, I waited until, you Can know. I complain about something? <laughs> uh, well, it, it just, it was an interesting observation. Or right there. No, uh, uh-huh. What you just did? Wow. Okay. Right? Uh, so notice that next time uh, you're. With I your will. Yeah. Or have uh, someone, an observer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll notice it. Bring I'll be watching party. over here, Nick, when you talk. <laughs> I'll see if you hold your breath. Regis. <laughs> when did you get in the room? I'm alive. I faked it all. No. All right. Well, I have another thing from the Just Ain't Institute. It kind of ties into this uh, in a roundabout way. It turns out that Viagra can give you a whole new different kind of boost. UK researchers tested erectile dysfunction drugs and found that some of them, including Viagra, can improve how patients respond to chemotherapy. Yes, the, the amount of things that we're talking about, treatments of early onset dementia and Alzheimer's and all sorts of things that are associated with Viagra, which, by the way, we know for its secondary purpose. It wasn't initially yeah. Yeah. Um, an, an ED drug. No, uh, so uh, it's it's incredible. It was a yes, it was, it was for for blood flow essentially. So, mm. participants in the study had esophageal cancer, but doctors are hopeful that the effects uh, could carry into fighting other forms of cancer. Viagra works by making involuntary muscles relax, which increases blood flow to certain areas. And according to the study, the relaxing effect also impacts cancer fibroblasts, which help cancers grow. So Dr. Sam Godfrey says that the drug effectively knocks down the scaffolding that cancers are built with. He said knocking down the scaffolding is one of the many ways that we could use to treat cancer more effectively in the future. It's amazing. That's awesome. I hope that that is indeed the case. So That's why so much in the medical world, repurposing drugs is such an essential thing. Yep. All right, let me and see. you get boners, too. <laughs> yeah, and there's a boner involved with it as well. Uh, Let's see. Here's another health-related thing. Uh, The authors of a new review published in the International Journal of Circumpolar Health. Yeah, it's about uh, circumcised polar bears. No, so they say that uh, taking a dip in cold water may be just the thing if you're looking to reduce the amount of unhealthy body fat you have. I've seen this lately. I've seen these fitness buffs uh, getting into ice baths. Do you believe it? Uh, maybe. You did the cryotherapy, did you not? Yeah. Now, that wasn't in cold water, but it was in a super cold tube. Dude. Freezing cold. It's negative 125, I think. Insane how cold that is. So, cold water exposure might also lower the risk for certain conditions such as diabetes. Uh, They explain it seems to increase the amount of a hormone called... Uh, adiponectin. Yes. 
that is made of uh, adipose tissue. Uh, adiponectin plays an important part in preventing insulin resistance, a state uh, where the muscles, fat, liver, and uh, the muscles, fat, and liver become less responsive to insulin. So, uh, several types of beneficial effects have previously been proposed for cold water exposure, such as boosting the immune system, giving a natural high. Improving circulation, increasing libido, burning calories, reducing stress, making new friends, it says. Making new friends. Uh, relieving depression, jump-starting the metabolism. It says uh, they noted that the speculated effects of giving a natural high, increasing libido, and reducing depression don't appear to be supported by any evidence, but some people who do it claim that it is helping right. in that regard. When you get down to a certain temperature, you said a hun- negative 120 degrees? Is that what you said in the, in the I, I, tube? I think that's the one that we go to, Orange and Kajahakan, I believe they're negative 125. At a certain point, does your body lose the ability to... In other words, can your body determine the difference between 30 below zero and 80 below... In other words, at a certain point, is it all irrelevant? Is it all the same? They explained it to me is that your body basically goes into protective mode, and so it's protecting itself um, from this cold. Okay. Yeah, and your, your uh, you know, blood goes to certain, like, your your main organs and, and things like that, I think, is what happens. Because it's got, like, a supercharge to your to your organs. I don't know exactly how it works. All I know is that I must have rapid-fired 50 F-bombs <laughs> yeah. when that thing, when that cold turned on. Because it was, like, I think you're in there for, like, three minutes, three Kathy. Three minutes, yep. My God, is it cold. I, and I really I liked hate... it. I felt good after it, but yeah. it's like a... a job to have to go back like i have to convince myself that i should actually go back right. and do it again like it sucks oh yeah you're uh when you're done you're you're like stimulated i mean yeah. like you're, you're like oh my Woo! god you'd step out of there like, yeah. yeah you don't have a boner uh, no you okay. don't you definitely don't have a boner <laughs> you don't have anything yeah everything is shrunk to unbelievable <laughs> tininess Preston, when you were in it were you counting down the seconds to get out yeah they, they keep talking to yeah. you okay uh to kind of keep you distracted you're um, never getting out of here yeah. <laughs> how long do you and, go and like in the for? second you Three say minutes. something like oh, I, I got to get out of here. I want to get out early, or whatever. Because I've said that before. I'm like, okay, I, I think I'm done. And they're like, oh, you, you, you only have a couple seconds left. And then they ask you a question, like, oh, what did Preston do today at work? You know, they'll they try to get your mind off of the freezing cold. Do they and- do a ring toss on your nipples? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool though. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, and, and I would uh, maybe do it again sometime. <laughs> There's an endorsement. All right. Um, is that all we have time for? Yeah, because oh. we're going to go on Fox Good Day. Yeah, oh, that's have, right. Yeah, we Fox Good Day. Sorry well, we about we that. like those guys, so. Uh, but anyway, those ice baths are supposed to be, you know, um, helpful in burning fat as well. So uh, take it for what it's worth. Do a little bit of research on it before you dive right into your bathtub filled with ice. All right, that's it from the Just Saying Institute, which is home of the new Loretta Lynn Swingers Club, Fist City. Fist City. Yeah. All right, there you go. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. And yes, we're going live on Fox Good Day. And yes, we're doing the Bizarre File. And if you're good, you who loot and your opportunity for $1,000 coming up at 8 a.m. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Like, I don't know. 30 seconds or something like that away. Um, 
Fox Good Day. Sorry, um, uh, Pierre Robert broadcasting live today. Yeah, from Xfinity Store right here in Bella Kenwood, right over the across the street, City Avenue. Uh, so if you're out and about today, stop by and see Pierre. We're going to try and swing by there and say hello as well. Uh, but it's for Camp Out for Hunger from last year. Yes. And uh, doing a live broadcast is a one that they came in second place. So we're excited about uh, getting Camp Out uh, underway again. Uh, day after tomorrow, it'll be exactly one month away from when we start wow. Camp Out. Uh, and you can already donate now at Acme Yeah, uh, when you go and uh, check out. It's real easy to do. So please, if you can, drop some money. That'd be fantastic. We're going live on Fox Good Day. I hear faint music. Oh. Yes, they are. Hello? Hey, guys. Hey, hey guys. how are you? All right, Alice is going to set this up. Here we go. Okay. okay. So apparently some men are stuck in a real rut when it comes to their wardrobe and feeling like you have nothing to wear. So a new poll finds that 52% of men repeat outfits each week and 21% of men wear the same shirt three times a week. <laughs> um, not me, Case. No. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I'm probably the one who, well, I don't know. I, I tend to stick to the same cycle of T-shirts, but yes, I have so many T-shirts. And then I also have um, like these Adidas joggers that mm-hmm. I have like every color of the rainbow and then some. I've I got, love like, your, your, your pencil skirt. That's yeah. my favorite. But yeah. every morning when I go into my, my closet, my, my outfit starts with my pants and then I go, okay, what do you know? And then my, my, and Mike, we've talked about this before. Um, yeah. My closet, my my T-shirts are hung up, and they are, it's like a rainbow order. Everything's color-coordinated. So I grab my pants. I go, okay, what shirt would actually match best with this? And then I have a, an array of hats as well. So I don't necessarily do that. I, I think I wear a different outfit uh, probably more so yeah. than anybody. Yeah, I, w- I find that fascinating. <laughs> Pants first, bef- and then you. Because usually I do top first. And really? Then- well, you're you're a fashion plate, Alex. You're, you're 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 much more dazzling a dresser than any of us. And it also depends on on what you do for a living and how you dress. I mean, we're we're t-shirts and shorts. Okay? Yeah. So so we wear t-shirts usually with something branded. I'm wearing something blank today. You can't repeat that three no. times a day. Now, <laughs> if you're wearing no. a suit. You could wear that white button-up shirt three times a day if you wanted to, if you're wearing a different tie with it or something along those exactly. lines or a different jacket. So, you know. And I'm currently wearing my fall underwear, which I wear throughout the entire season, <laughs> and then shift. No, I, 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 I wouldn't say we're great dresses, but we do. Um, I'm, I don't wear the same things every day. No, I don't yeah. either. Uh, now, I, I also I saw this study you guys were talking about. It also said that uh, I think we wear, like, maybe... Forty percent of what's actually in oh our closet. I have so many shirts and things that I just don't want to get rid of, and a lot of it's out of sentimental value yeah. for one reason. Even though I don't wear it anymore, I just can't take. So what do you do? Give it away. Or no. Well, I mean, with T-shirts, you can turn that into a blanket. And I know that uh, you have a whole bunch of old radio T-shirts, Preston. I thought about doing that. Yeah. So that way you can cool. kind of keep it and, yeah. and not get rid of it, and Preston? you know, yeah. What would what would make something sentimental? Like you conceived a child wearing this T-shirt. <laughs> Certainly, uh, I used it for cleanup. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my no, God. Uh, there are a couple ba- oh couple God. babies in this one. <laughs> oh my God! Mike brought it up. Oh yeah. My I think that might have been the, uh, the this might be the last no, 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 no. one ever. Uh, it, it might be a, a concert shirt, an event I went to. Uh, someone oh, gave okay. me that okay. shirt, or yeah. uh, or you just don't see that that brand anymore. Your grandfather gave it to you on his deathbed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh my, oh my God. God! Let me peel this off. <laughs> okay. 
See you guys. Oh, nice. 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 Hi, guys. Oh, nice. Nice talk to you guys. They were like, wrap, wrap, wrap yeah, it, yeah, wrap yeah. it up. Yeah, the producer's yeah. swinging his arms wrap. around. Wrap, 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 wrap. They'll go to they'll go to TV level. They don't realize we can go well past that. That we can. All right, uh, we are in luck. It's 8 o'clock. Here we go. Listen up. Here's your keyword. <laughs> We're watching the delayed video of, uh, of those guys on Fox. They just buried their faces in their, Alex, in their hands. Alex's jaw was agape, and Mike just had his head in his hands, and they just both gave up. All right, here we go. Your word. Back to this. All right, promise is the word that you have to enter. All right, P-R-O-M-I-S-E. Promise. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do so. You can uh, text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or you can enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $1,000 in this company-wide contest. And each winner gets a call from Beasley. So make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. It's all sponsored by Horizon Services. So again... The word that could be worth $1,000 to you is promise. P-R-O-M-I-S-E. We wish you good luck. Now, WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. Uh, it's brought to you by uh, Sika Corporation. The Sika Corporation has immediate openings for operators at their Fairless Hills facility. Uh, earning up to $21 per hour, $1,500 signing bonus, and immediate benefits. Walk-in interviews this Saturday from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, the Sheraton, Bucks County, no appointment needed. So, Jersey City's uh, Newport Center Mall was the center of a social media storm over the weekend as online protesters uh, alleged... I'm sorry, not protesters, online posters... Oh. ...alleged a possible active shooter situation, but... It turned out to be a malfunctioning popcorn machine. Oh, no. <laughs> I could see where you might confuse that. Uh, it was on Saturday around 3.30. The first of nine calls were made to Jersey City Police Department about a possible active shooter situation at the three-level mall near the downtown area. Social media users began warning people to stay away from the 41-acre Newport property filled with over 130 retail stores. It said One poster said, if you're in, if you're in Jersey City, don't go around Newport Mall. Uh, city spokeswoman said... Uh, police quickly determined it was a malfunctioning popcorn machine. The mall was not evacuated, but rather people panicked and fled on their own. In less than five minutes, police officers responded. Investigators uh, determined almost immediately that the calls were shots fired were actually unfounded. They sent detectives from the concessions division. And they took <laughs> they, they straightened it out right away. Uh, let's see. Shyla Rodden, the victim of a horrific roller coaster accident Sunday in Australia had walked onto the track to retrieve a cell phone, a video posted to social media. And it gets even worse. Okay, so Rodden is in critical condition at Royal Melbourne Hospital. After she walked onto the roller coaster track, the Royal Melbourne show on Sunday night and was struck by the coaster. She was trying to retrieve a dropped phone from beneath the track when she was struck and dragged 25 feet into the air before falling. She had just... Learn to walk again oh. after a horrific car crash last year. What the hell? An eyewitness who unintentionally captured the moment of the girl uh, being struck by the roller coaster said he hasn't slept since uh, after being left traumatized by the incident. Uh, the coaster was traveling at more than 40 miles an hour. Uh, Jordan, uh, the man, said that he was filming the roller coaster as his sister and partner who were in the front came around the loop. 
Uh, the Rodden family, meanwhile, said that she suffered horrific injuries, including several broken, bo- broken bones and brain damage. How did she gain access to the uh, roller coaster I, track? I don't know what kind of a coaster this yeah. was and why one would be able to walk into the track area. I have no idea. Uh, but in January of last year, she was ejected from her car after it ran into a truck and a car and was reported uh, that she was not wearing a seatbelt in that incident. Wow, this is terrible. Uh, the Spartanburg, South Carolina County Sheriff's Office is investigating after a quick draw competition. That never goes well. No. Uh, between friends turned deadly. Deputies were called to render aid to a shooting victim at a home. James Turner and Raylan Hamilton, both 21 years old, have been friends since middle school. Both were gun enthusiasts yeah. and had done a quick draw to see who was fastest approximately 14 times on the night of the deadly shooting. On the 15th time, Turner said he accidentally chambered around from the clip into his gun due to muscle memory and pulled the trigger. Uh, Hamilton died from a single gunshot wound. Uh, Turner Were they and, drinking by any chance? You know what? It didn't say yeah. in this particular story, but, you know, who knows? Jesus. Uh, Turner and a family member gave consent statements about the incident, and uh, deputies say physical evidence corroborated their accounts. I don't know why you would even have a magazine in. No. Uh, if you're going to do this type of thing. Uh, the solicitor's office determined there was probable cause to charge Turner with involuntary manslaughter. All right, this story is out of uh, Manila, the Philippines. Uh, the uh, a mathematics pro- professor on Monday said it is highly unlikely, but not completely impossible, for 433 betters to have won the jackpot prize in the Grand Lotto on Saturday night. 433? Yeah. Uh, University of Philippines Institute of Mathematics professor Dr. Guido David said that there are 29 million combinations for the six digits needed to win the lotto jackpot. <laughs> This means that if a person bets on all 29 million combinations, he is expected to win once. What is unusual, however, is that so many people got the right combination. Uh, the expert noted, however, that he backs calls for an investigation into what happened. Yeah. Uh, senators have called for an investigation of the lotto draws results. So Seems feasible. Yeah, 433. <laughs> I, think, I think the only thing feasible would be... If these were all numbers that like meant something to somebody and they weren't like quick, well, picks. even then, you remember the the lost lottery numbers that happened a couple of times because people would bet them when that series was on, right? And every now and then that would actually hit, so people wouldn't uh-huh. win the entire lottery, okay. Because they had to share it with everybody else who was betting the same numbers that they they came up and. Do you lost remember the song? most that won at once because of that? No. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious, yeah. And okay, so I have two it's stories. Four hundred. I have two stories that kind of tie together, and you guys will see this, okay? Uh, in California, a young scared coyote uh, scurried into a middle school and hid out in the bathroom Monday until an officer was able to safely remove the animal. Video released by Riverside County Animal Services show the male coyote, believed to be about nine months old, hiding in the stall of the school bathroom. Uh-huh. I know it's when they show it to; it's pretty cute. Gum poop. As the <laughs> officer approaches. The animal looks away and tries to hide behind the toilet. I'm not here. You can't Uh, see me. Animal control officer Will Luna lasso the coyote and release him into open land far from the school. Uh, Staff members found the coyote on campus and it ran away from them, fleeing and hiding in the school bathroom. Staff members said that they had seen the coyote around the school property in recent weeks. And they even nicknamed him Wiley. As Luna released Wiley into the wilderness, he can be heard wishing the animal good luck. Now... On the heels of that, this is a story I had from last week that I never got to. The Arizona State Park's Twitter account showed a scenario right out of an episode of Looney Tunes. The Twitter account tweeted out a photo of 
a roadrunner <laughs> perched in the passenger seat of a ranger tr- ranger's truck at the Lost Dutchman State Park in Arizona. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Uh, the bird appeared to be staring out the windshield, presumably checking to make sure that the coast was clear before scurrying back into the desert. No word on if Ranger Jackie aided the bird's escape. And you know what? The Roadrunner yeah. looks a lot like, like the, the, the cartoon, the cartoon yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're pretty cool-looking birds. I saw some Roadrunners in the parking lot of a gas station in Amarillo, Texas. Were they oh, filling yeah? up? Uh, they were not filling up. No, no. They were they were taken off. They were just... Uh, but I, I, you know, I've seen them before. But yeah. Kyle and Jackie were just... They were like, no way! I mean, me! Dude. Alright, I was in Arizona one time, Casey, and I saw one as well, and I was uh, camping, and there were a bunch of French tourists that were near me, and they were trying to, I speak a little bit of French, but they were trying to ask me what it was, and so Steve, eventually I just had to go, um, meep, meep. They <laughs> <laughs> knew exactly what I was saying. Looney Tunes is a universal language. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Uh, do they, can they fly at no, all? Are they, I don't think so. They're, no, I, I don't think they like can, but they are obviously brisk, uh, you know, runners. Penguins and so on that, uh, the you know, Flying Birds. only when necessary. They By the way, the, the, the quintessential falling off the cliff, uh, falling off the cliff body concussion is is from the Roadrunner cartoons, the yeah. one we always play. Uh, so Nick, kind of like a, a turkey, they can probably fly yes. short distances. I mean, they can book a flight. Uh, yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. So you have about five minutes left to enter the word "promise," gang. For you who loot, P R O M I S E. There's a thousand dollars riding on this, so don't miss your opportunity. Make sure you send that word over. Now, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us, friend. Preston and Steve's 25th Annual Camp Out for Hunger. Supporting Phil Abundance at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Starting Monday, November 7th, they'll be live from inside the Bimbo Bakeries USA broadcast tent. Hey, gang, your support has always been amazing, and we're hoping you can help out again. Plus, we've missed your faces. Come enjoy some Dunkin' Coffee, have fun, and say hi. Donate non-perishable food items at our drive through drop-off with volunteers equipped by Stopper Glove and safety or make a donation at WMMR.com and at the register of your local Acme market. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Made possible by Comcast Spectacor and the Philadelphia Flyers, Whitehorse RV Center, Keen Compressed Gas, Xfinity from Comcast, Wisfist Bank, and Mayfair Fence. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. A little bit later on, we're going to get uh, former Eagle uh, Marcus Smith in here. It is um, Mental Health Awareness Week or month. I'm not sure. We, uh, uh, week. Week. Uh, week, yes. So, uh, And he's had some struggles, wants to share uh, some information about that, so we'll get to that. Could benefit you. A little while, yes. Uh, this might be able to benefit you. I do not know or not, but uh, In Touch has come out with the 2022 annual drive-through study, meaning drive-through, you know, takeout restaurants, right. fast food restaurants, and so on. Uh, and all of us, every single one of us, have spent time in that line and had good experiences and bad experiences in that line. And the drive-through experience, <clears throat> I don't know what the hell is going on here, but uh, the drive-through experience got a lot more active over the past two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, noticing, we talked about yes. how many uh, places that was all they were able to do. Uh, so, yeah. Will you, will you from time to time, if you really need to get something to eat and you go by and you pull into the lot and you see that there's a long line, park the car, go yep. inside, yes. see if you can get Absolutely. a quick yeah. Uh, yeah. I, And I, I, I go back and forth on that because I wrestle with, now, 
if I stay here and just get in line, chances are there's a line in there too. Or there's also people ordering, so we have to wait for everybody to get their food. Um, I can stay seated and listen to music. It's true. And, you know, maybe be warm if it's cool out. On a day like today, where it's kind of raw. Yeah. Yeah, So I I might be inclined to stay in the car for that very reason. However. But I do hate just sitting there. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I play the odds, and the odds usually break in favor of accelerating it if you go inside. I don't know. Sometimes I will will take a look at the car. The color of the car right. that I would have gotten in line behind. I do the same thing. And then go inside <laughs> and then get my meal. And if I come back and that car is not there anymore, I'm like, I do that at traffic lights. Like yeah. if, if I, you know, instead of waiting at the traffic light, like there's a way to get to my house, I can turn down a back street and then I'll see if the car has made it and right. turned. What you could do is go around to the car that's right behind the drive-thru. Uh, pop a screwdriver in the tire. Yes. And then uh-huh. you'll know you'll definitely in. be out before them. Or you can just hop in with them. Yeah. Say, can we do this together? Can, can I mean, I, cut, yeah. <laughs> let's make it a group order. I'll pick up your fries. I do it like anytime there's a, a choice, right? If you're at Wawa and there are two lines at Wawa and you're like, okay, which one do I choose? All right, I'm going to choose this one. And then I pay attention to who is, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, man. I I, quick the question. Wrong one. I know, can, me too. Kat. Can you, um, because we, obviously you have to drive through and you have the ability to go in and, and walk in, and yet a lot of places like Wawa will now have their um, self-checkout. Self-checkout and also the to-go, you know, the, the, oh, the, the Uber that. Eats. Yeah. So could you, could you call for pickup? Like, in other words, or on do a lot of the apps for McDonald's, for Wendy's, uh, for Chick-fil-A or whatever, provide Chick-fil-A the Chick-fil-A definitely does. Uh, where you, you place your order and it's ready for you to just go in and oh, pick yeah, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do I've it, never done that. I do You've it never at, done it at no. Chick-fil-A? No, I've never, I've, I've never done it at any fast food restaurant. Oh, I love the uh, the Chick-fil-A one. Oh, although, yeah? Yeah. I, but although, if you, if you get there and there's still a line, like, yeah. sometimes you still have to wait. I'm like, mm, we're not doing this. They don't yeah. put it like in a... Uh, so that would well, be a way to accelerate it. You put it like in a rack to... Like, Panera does that. Yeah. Okay. And so does yeah. Dunkin'. And so, yeah. So Dunkin I go... Do it? Yeah. I do it more so at Dunkin' now. Um, it's so easy. And, and also, if you're five minutes away... Do it at Dunkin'. Like I, you know, because I used to drive through all the time with the app, and it works like gangbusters. Well, my my Dunkin' that I, my two Dunkins that I go to don't have a drive through. Oh, so they, I have to pull up. But uh, I'm doing it like basically all the time at Dunkin' now. But at my uh, Chipotle, I went to Chipotle last night. Yeah, and they have a rack that they put the bags in. I like that, but they they're not putting in the rack. So I, I don't I, like that. I, well, because, and it's because people are. Steal- oh yeah. man, uh-huh. sons of bitches! Yeah. So now you have to go up and and say, and I didn't know that, so I was waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm like, they said it was going to be ready at seven ten, and I'm like, it's seven fifteen so now. Some, some bad apples. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, Nick, the Wawa app, you can do that, right? Order yeah, it Wawa, and, and, you get there. and they have it waiting for you there. Wawa's really in easy. the rack. Uh, it, at, on the counter. So, the counter. Like, uh, so, for example, Steve, I go to the Wawa down here on Belmont, and on one side of the counter is uh, the, like the normal cash right. register line, and then the other side is where they'll leave the stuff for you to pick up. Uh, but Dunkin' to me is the easiest, and um, just because, like, I think they're trying to gear. Uh, purchases that yeah, way, yeah, yeah. Like I think they find it effective, and and like it just gets people in and out. It of is store. pretty streamlined. And, I like and, I like the way theirs operates. Yeah, so I think they like that, like on a corporate level and a store level, because it's just it's fast. And, you know? and we run on Dunkin'. We do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, here are some of the results from this uh, drive-through study. Uh, the study is based on fifteen hundred mystery shopping visits across different times of the day to capture data on a wide range of experiences. Oh, I like a mystery. Uh, the full study covers everything from the speed of service to the quality of food. And here are some of the key takeaways. This isn't the actual study, but these are some of the things that uh, that they found out. So consumers 
reported uh, preferring to order takeout through drive throughs due to convenience, a preference to stay in their cars, and the transaction being faster. And this means that speed of service is a great way for brands to attract customers looking for a quick bite. This year, they found brands are getting more efficient when delivering drive through orders. The average total time in 2022 was 10 seconds faster than last year. 10 seconds? Uh, so this is just overtime, you know. So uh, when looking only at the time shoppers spent in the drive through uh, this year had an all-new podium. KFC had the fastest service time overall no. with Taco Bell, and this was a national survey, so Hardee's is in here. Hardee's finished, uh, it's Taco Bell second, and Hardee's finished third. Our Taco you know Bell what? here is great. It's it's awesome. My I, Taco Bell in, uh, that I go to at home. The is, one right up on City Line here? Yeah, the one on City Line's yeah. great. The one that's next to Cardinal Hair, I don't, I don't, I don't even go there anymore. It's, I'll, the, the I'll tell you this. Yeah, I, I wish I, I've uh, the uh, closest Taco Bell to me is is a Taco something. You know, pizza. they all are yeah, like yeah. barely any of them are standalones. Even that Taco Bell's. A oh, pizza, is it? It's okay, a pizza I, Taco Bell. I have a standalone in Harley's. Do you really? Yep. Wow. That's Just why you moved out there. Yeah, yeah man. That's why we moved out there. <laughs> at the school district, yeah. you have a standalone Taco Bell. So uh, I worked at McDonald's 30 years ago, so it, may, it was probably changed at this point. But uh, I loved working in the drive-thru. It was a, it was a good job uh, and, and sort of like you would crave getting that position because it, <laughs> it was easy. Um, but as soon as the order was made, there was a countdown clock. And so oh, really? You, you were beholden to that. Yeah. Okay. And, and, wow. if it, and the most you ever wanted to make people wait was four minutes. Was it like the red light, green light game in Squid Games? It was, I mean, uh, not that brutal. <laughs> Um, but there was, you know, there's our standards that are supposed to be met at every fast food restaurant, including McDonald's. And so if you would go over that four minute um, wait, you were supposed to then send the person up to the parking lot, you know, so they'd be parked away right, from right, the window right. a little bit so you could get to the next person. Man, telling those people that they had to go up there, <laughs> yeah. that was not an easy That's message to deliver. That's not a good job. Yep. You know what I did notice, though? And uh, it, it happens at, uh, now, mind you, this is a, a more simple product that they're offering, but the ice cream stand up on Ridge in uh, heading into Roxborough. Uh, when you go, they have a, traditionally have had a long line. What happens is they'll send out two or three employees to go along the line oh. and and okay. get orders about five or six cars back. Oh. Yeah. That's so what that, Chick-fil-A does. Is that what Chick-fil-A's doing? Oh, yep. Okay. Yep. They have people in their busiest times. They have extra people actually out with uh, with digital menus. And, and right. doing the whole transaction. Yeah. And that's yep. why I think, uh, like... The whole, like, the whole cumulative thing, I think Chick-fil-A is the best. Well, they they, they, they tend to thunder on a lot of categories, but mm-hmm. that alone, stop, stop and think about it. Because in a, in a normal drive through setup, it's to the speaker, to the screen, mm-hmm. ahead. If you're getting them prior to that, you're able to expedite that whole process. I will say, though, there are some Chick-fil-A's that if you pull in that line, there's no changing your mind. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> stuck. You're, stuck. Yeah, you're there for good. Yeah. Speaking of that, so here's the deal. Uh, so KFC was first, Taco Bell second, and then Hardy's third. But this doesn't account for how busy the drive through was. They said in this study, if we divide the time spent in the drive through by the number of cars in line, the podium changes significantly. Using this method... Chick-fil-A ranked first, continuing their reign as the fastest service. So no matter, you're going to be moved along efficiently depending on how many uh, people are in line. So they've figured it out. That's definitely You'll pull up and you'll go like, oh my God, look at all the cars. But they move it along quickly. I'm going to die here. McDonald's uh, was second and Taco Bell was third. And is the success predicated on having these employees go out and... They didn't say, right. but uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, another, or the waffle fries. Another factor examined was suggestive selling. 
An example of this is when an employee asks a customer if they would like to upgrade to a combo or larger beverage. These are the apple pies you're looking for. <laughs> While there is a perception <laughs> that it slows down the speed of service, the data tells another story. Suggestive selling actually increase the speed of service by 20 seconds. So the, a, a gentle nudge from the person yeah. to buy something. That's what it says. So despite this, shoppers were only offered a suggestive sell, only 42% Well, wow. in addition time. to that sandwich, would you like a sofa? Uh, <laughs> we, we were required to upsell. Uh, on, you know, really? Every interaction, yeah. Would you you, you want to supersize that? You know, that, that became a common yeah. phrase. Are there any um, restaurants that follow that Sonic model? Uh, like any fast food chains? Because that, that's different than... A&W. Uh, do they? Okay. You're talking about the car yeah. hop? Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, yeah I remember like A&W Stewart's. did that, but I don't know. Besides Sonic and A&W, and there, I don't think, uh, do we even have any A&Ws in the area? I don't the know. There's one, any right, Weber's, uh, and I don't yeah. know if Weber's is a chain, but there's uh, Weber's in, is that in like Mount Laurel or? I don't know. Cherry Hill? I don't know. It's down like 38 is is all I know. What about Purple Orchid? Purple Orchid is not. It's a one-off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Weber's is a. It, if I feel like it is a root beer first sort of uh, drive up, it is place. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but I do like that uh, the car hop thing. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I um, think there's an A and W when you get off at the the Jack Frost exit up in uh, the Poconos. Okay, <laughs> when you um, there's the Wawa on one side of the street. I think yeah, there's yeah. an A and W on the other. It, side. Yeah, it's because it's also a Long John Silver. I think as well. It's like <laughs> things you can't find anymore uh-huh. at that interchange. Yes. By the way, uh, the the Sonic. Remember, we mentioned a while back that uh, that a bunch of them closed. I've seen them reopen. Really now? Yeah. yeah there's one uh, kind of in the Norristown Bluebell area uh, that I thought was shut down, and went by there the other day, and they were serving. Huh. There's one in Royersford uh, or Limerick. Do you think a new company Limerick. took them over? Or I don't know. That Bobo drive-in that I went to in Topeka uh, is also uh, a pull-up. Uh, what would you call that? Car hops. Car hop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. How about this? Uh, now, accuracy of orders. Consumers ranked order accuracy as the most important factor it for is. a positive drive-through experience. Uh, the most common error with orders was the beverage being incorrect, accounting for thirty-four percent of the inaccurate orders. I've had—I don't know—this happens a lot with me. Uh, the the inaccurate beverage is I will ask for um, iced tea. Uh-huh. And they'll ask you, you want sweet tea? And I'll go, no, just iced tea. And a lot of times I'll get the sweetened sweet anyway. Oh. All right, say something like, I'm diabetic, you know? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that, like, when I don't want onions, on, I, I go, I'm allergic, allergic to onions, to you know? Yeah, so if point. you want, like, a... I'm blind. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? Huh? Why are you driving? You're driving. What, what are you, a cop? Yeah. <laughs> Order accuracy is not only a uh, driving factor for positive customer experiences, but also speed of service. On average, accurate orders were 49 seconds faster than inaccurate ones. All right. Really? Mo- what is more disappointing? Um, what is the most disappointing revelation driving away from the drive through they, they didn't include the French fries, they got the sandwich wrong, or your beverage wrong? Or, uh, well, yeah. No, they forget the sauce. The sauce. sauce. That's it. That's. I'm what about it. the duck sauce, dude? In uh, yeah. in New York, right? right? <laughs> Went back and so. So, what are my options here? Uh, the beverage wrong. No f- fries. If you get the fries, or the sandwich is wrong. Sandwich. I I can deal with the sandwich being wrong because oh. I'll, I'll kind of eat what you yeah. give me right, that yeah. type of thing. But 
They forget. If I'm driving away and I reach into the bag <laughs> and there's no fry for yeah. me to pull out oh, and no. munch on because uh-uh. it's the first thing to yeah, go to, yeah. I'd be pretty pissed I agree. That, oh, I, that to me is yeah. like, you've got to effing be kidding me. Do you yep. um, drive away without even looking in the bag to make sure the fries are there first? Sometimes, yeah. What if there's wow. a breaded yep. dead rat in there? You would know. Uh, yeah, you know why? Because I hate being the person sitting behind uh, the person who has to go through the thorough ex- inspection <laughs> of their bag. Get out of the way! It's my turn now. Yeah, yeah. you gotta do a so quick I don't want to be that guy. glance though. To like, I do. I'm like one, two, three, four, five. Okay, everything. Yeah, there. Rochelle definitely does that. Okay, we got five sandwiches. We yeah, got yeah. This, okay, right, you, you can, can go, go now. Yeah, and you, you, but you have to pull the bread up and make sure <laughs> do everything and inspect the uh, make sure there's salt on every one of the French fries. Uh, so order confirmation boards or OCBs as they say in the industry. Wow, man, you know all the buzzwords. I've been there. So the, uh, uh, that is that's been a revelation for the where, order. Yeah, where customers can review their order input by staff are another way to improve order accuracy. By the way, so the the Taco Bell that I mentioned by me, they will say to you, they will say, "Does everything look correct on the, oh. on the board?" Yeah. So they'll I'm make lying. you take a <laughs> <laughs> again. Yeah. I would like to tell you, what are you not hearing? I am blind. I'm blind. I'm visually impaired. (laughs) I can't see a goddamn thing. (laughs) And I can't have sugar. Because I'm blind. How Uh, are you driving? That's not for you to know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they'll ask you to take a look and make sure it looks correct, which is a good move on their part. Uh, However, the data shows customers do not make full use of these without a reminder uh, on their own, uh, OCBs increased order accuracy by 2%, but in cases where customers were asked to review the OCB, order accuracy was 7.5% higher. What? This means brands that implement OCBs need to ensure that their staff is trained to have customers check the board in order to get the full benefit. They're going to make that easier. They're going to introduce the OPPs, Preston. Oh, oh, you, well, you yeah. know me. Yeah. That don't perfunct me. <laughs> you down with OPP? <laughs> uh, so here's, here's a make or break for me. Uh, despite consumers not ranking friendliness yes. as a significant f- as factor like speed and accuracy, uh, they found that it had a positive impact on both orders where the staff was reported to be friendly were 15% more accurate and over three and a half times faster. When you go to a drive through and someone's really on their game and they got everything going and they're asking you about napkins or whatever... It makes the to me that's just as important as having a a competent waiter. Yep, it's the I, same thing. I have stopped going to places right because of uh, negative attitudes. And look, we don't have to have a conversation. No, but just be. Somewhat, when did you lose your eyesight? Some, <laughs> <laughs> be somewhat pleasant, right? Uh, and definitely don't be negative or grumpy or feel like I'm wasting your time. Uh, that's a turnoff to me. You will lose me as a customer I, it's, it's, it's for mind, sure. Exactly. It's mind-boggling that a lot of places don't vet or at least check up on their people who are the yeah. who are the conduit between you and the customer. Yeah, and you'll see people with attitude. I'm like, oh, how did you get stuck on the customer interface position? Press, you've seen me interact with with like cashiers and stuff like that. I'm pretty pleasant to to everybody. Because if you're wearing a name tag, yeah. Casey will use your name. Yeah. He'll engage you in conversation. Because like I don't that. want that person to, at, at the end of the day, go, oh, that guy, you know, just ruined my day. You know, right. you know? So I go, you know, a, a little bit above and beyond, but, like, not fake. But 
Press, I literally walked into a fast food joint. I saw who the lady was at the at the register, and I was like, I'm not doing this today. Because she, I had... Right well, she had been so nasty so often, yeah. and not just to me, but to other people. And then finally, my last interaction with her, uh, she goes, what are your initials? And I go, F you. <gasps> uh, yeah. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. And, and then she was stewing. She was looking at... And I'm telling you, I've had many interactions <laughs> with her. And uh, I, I literally, before this, I watched her uh, argue with the person in front of me. It, it had taken me 20 minutes just to get to her and I was third in line. And uh, and then so I go, F you. And I just saw her stewing, right? And then before she even like typed it in, she looks up at me she goes, what's your last name? I go, Udovich, right? Because <laughs> I, I have a friend, by the way, hey, what's up, Eric? What's up, Walt? Uh, I, I have friends with the last name with the U and I knew it. I knew she was so mad at me so right now, but I was saw- like, F you, man. Was like, that the only line in the place, A, yeah, it was okay. it. That was all it. Right. That's all I could do, right? But I, I would have called her on it. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't work there anymore. But the last time so, I had gone there and seen her, I go, I'm not doing this today. And and I walked out. I go, I'm not just going to go somewhere else. Listen, you, know? you twisted up serpent. But she was just messy. And and to like you were saying, Steve, <laughs> yeah. like this is the face of your business. Yeah. How do you have this person as the face of your business? Oh my it's- god. And conversely, you will go. I know, Preston. Talk, we, we talked about this. You'll go out of your way to go to a place where you know. They're really good at the drive-thru. Yeah, there was a, a, a fast food restaurant nearby me, and uh, the, the manager, who I'd seen regularly because I would go by there regularly, he, he just did a quick like. So he's like, hey, I'm just asking a few people, you know, why do you come by here? Oh, good. And, and I said, well, listen, I, I go mainly, I'll be honest with you, it's because of the convenience. Uh, and I said, but I will tell you what, I appreciate the way you train your staff because they're always mm-hmm. really nice to me. And I said... If they weren't, I would absolutely by far skip this place. Mm-hmm. It's convenient for yeah. me, yes, but I would I would absolutely skip it if you weren't training these people to be friendly customers. It service. means everything, and you it go really out of your does. way to accommodate the blind. So uh, <laughs> they do. You very much. I appreciate that. I can't see. Yeah. Uh, but they said they, they said in this study that overall friendliness has been on a slow decline, dropping from seventy nine percent in two thousand nineteen to seventy two percent in twenty twenty two. I wonder if that's not a statement that can be pr- applied to the world in total. I don't know. Uh, based on the overall impact on the speed of service and the average cost of a meal in twenty twenty two, unfriendly service can cost. Brands, yes, over one hundred eighty thousand dollars per location each year. I, I believe that. I mean, it's that's it's something. It's it's so wonderful. And people, by the way, they're busting their asses. They and are. I know a lot yeah. of jobs yeah. have you busted, but at, at a restaurant, as you guys can well attest. During the height of like a lunch rush, oh man, it's a battle zone. Yeah, uh, Nick turned me onto the show, and some other friends did called the Bear oh, you on Hulu. It. Great show! It's it's outstanding, but it shows the pressures of working in a food related environment. Yeah, and it can get out of control. Uh, so they, but they said in the study, if brands need one metric to focus on to improve drive-through performance in 2022, it should be friendliness. Friendliness improves speed of service and accuracy of orders while also providing a better overall customer experience. I'm down with that. Uh, hang on here. I got a couple of calls. Let me go to uh, Scott. Hey, Scott, good morning. Morning, guys. Hey, what's All up, right. buddy? Good. Hey, so um, just a little trick. My wife and I, we go to uh, Chick-fil-A pretty regularly with the kids. And uh, sometimes it's back all the way back. This is out in Royer's Ford. It is back to where you can't even, we're, we're into like other roads and stuff. Wow. And um, we kind of get there. Now the, the running conversation is when we see it so long, we decide, okay, we're going to go in. Are we going to wait in the line or are we going to use the app? And 
without a doubt, every single time the app is faster than sitting in the line. And every where, single time. Where is this, Scott? Where did you say it was? Chick-fil-A Royersford. Oh, by the Texas Roadhouse? Yep, you yep, got it. Yep, I've seen the lines, and I've been in that line yeah. in the parking lot. So, so. so uh, and you're saying what you do, do you actually get in line and then use the app? Yeah, that's right. So we get there, we decide, okay, are we going to park, go in, and we've tested it. Like, so she went in one time, and she literally sat there while people, like, from Grubhub and Uber Eats came <laughs> in and just walked by her, and people with the app just walked by her, and she just stood there waiting after she put her order in. There was no line inside. Just stood there waiting, and, and just beside her, everybody just went by and by and by. I like she that. Was like, yeah, she's like, I got to, we got to use the app. We got to try something else. <laughs> yeah, right. that's why those good apps tip. are good. Yeah. yeah. All right, thanks, guys. I'm going to do that yeah. more. I didn't realize that that was an aspect of me. It came to me as a revelation here, and I'm an idiot because obviously that'd be something they do. Yeah. We did the opposite, though, the other day. We were going to a place, I'm not going to say where, and we were going to order on the app, and we, we put in the order, and then a message came back, and it said, because of high volume, uh, and and here's the deal: we were we were driving on our way there, and, we went yeah. to the, and by the time we got there, we're still putting in the order. All right, and we get we're in the parking lot. And I'm, I'm just going to submit the order, and it said, you know, it's like an hour and a half uh, before we can get to this. And I'm looking inside. I'm like, no, there. Yeah. I'm like, there's hardly anybody in there. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm not ordering this. Go inside. And Rochelle was in and out in 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm not going to say where, but I've had it happen where they've had that that alert up, and it's just simply that on the register they never. Shut it off. Okay. Uh, okay. That, right. that, that, that that's uh, they can do right there. Human error. And, yeah, and okay. it's uh, that's the problem. By the way, uh, Steve uh, Tucker texted and he said, "Steve, uh, they don't care if you're blind. They don't <laughs> care." <laughs> That's Thank great. you, Tucker. Tucker he's our, he's our blind yeah. friend. <laughs> he would know. Yeah. You guys also know I'm kind of an idiot a lot of times. And twice uh, with Chipotle, I ordered my meal to the wrong Chipotle. Oh. So one time. Oh, no. And both yeah. times. Did you get was, angry? But, well, so. The, <laughs> I didn't know there was a Chipotle in Seoul. The first time. Uh, and both times I thought I was ordering it to the Newtown Square Chipotle. So I'm at Newtown Square and I realized that I ordered it to the last Chipotle that I was at, which was in Ardmore. So at least it wasn't that far away. No, no, no. Okay. The second time, I'm standing at the Newtown Square Chipotle, and when I realized, and it was a big order, that I ordered it to the Rio Grande, New Jersey. (laughs) Right outside of of Wildwood. I ordered it to the... I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Well, we're going to the beach. Yep. Yep. Pipe and hot, fresh order waiting for you right there. Wow. You get there, they're using your order to prop open a door. Uh I I apologize to uh, those that I'm not going to be able to get to on the phone, but we have a last-second in-studio guest. Maybe you've heard, but the Phils are going into postseason. And our friend, the director of Fun and Games, John Brace. What's up, guys? I'm so excited to see you on October 5th. Yes. Yes. Jeez, I thought the last time I was going to see you was the last time I was in, and all of a sudden, playoff, boom. Yeah, Yeah. we're talking in October. And it was rocky, I got to tell you. And I know, Casey, I'm going to address a tweet that you made. uh, But I got to tell you, I was going to come in to rip you, but I was feeling the exact same way. Because on Saturday, game one, we get blown out by the lowly Nationals. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone's spirits were like, oh, my gosh, here's the collapse. September, uh, and next thing you know, we win that nightcap, right? Yeah. Brewers blow it. Yeah. We win Sunday. Brewers blow it. So next thing you know, we're one game, you know, one game magic number, and bam, we we clinch. And in great fashion, too. We didn't back in mm-hmm. with the Brewers losing. We won yeah. by beating a great uh, Astros yeah. team. So yeah. it was, I got to tell you, and me as an employee, 
I've gone through some droughts. <laughs> I started in 1994, yeah. and then we didn't make the playoffs to 2007. Oh, my God. Okay, then, so you started the year after they went to the World Series. Yes, and so then 2011, <laughs> yeah. right, we're in the playoffs. And then now we're, you know, obviously 2022, another drought. So yeah. I'm glad both droughts have... That I survived both times, but yeah, you know that we're both in. So. No, it's very cool. I mean, everyone's very excited. The reporting on the uh, on the uh, Red October uh, yeah. bus thing that's going. Yeah, we're on. gonna have a bus that's going around uh, in the suburbs uh, tomorrow, and then the city on Friday. I got to tell you, we're all excited. I'm sure the uh, everyone in the tri-state uh, or the Delaware Valley yeah. super excited. And the weird too is this symmetry here. Uh, October seventh, right, 2011. We lose to the Cardinals in Game Five. Chris Carpenter one nothing against Roy Halladay. Yeah, terrible game because remember Ryan Howard yeah. blows out his Achilles. Probably the one of the worst memories. Right, October seventh this year. Yeah, we're playing Game One against the Cardinals. And the weird thing is, two of those guys in the Cardinals are still on that team. That's no crazy. Pujols and Yadier, Yadier Molina oh, are still wow. on the team. That's crazy. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's um, insane. Wainwright as well, but he yeah. did, he was out in 2011. I think he was he had, out, yeah. He had surgery, but uh, he was on the roster, and he might get the start on Friday. He probably will. Uh, well, yes, yeah, so they have Nicholas uh, Wainwright right. and also Jordan Montgomery. But I, I was so impressed in that. I, I think I like our chances in this series because of our, our pitchers in games one and two. We got Zach Wheeler going game one and Aaron Ola going game two. And, uh, you know, you don't want to predict anything. You don't want to get out in front of it. But I like our odds going in the wild card series. Right. Well, especially since one of the teams we would have played is the Mets, potentially. And that's DeGrom, Scherzer, and yeah. Bassett. And that I'd rather face, now again, anything can happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we yeah. faced Mikolas and the guy could throw a no-hitter. Right. Yeah. So it's just anything, just like St. Louis, we were heavy favorites in yeah. 2011. I think we were 3 to 1 World Series favorites to, you know, to win it. So and then look what happened. So you just never know. Yeah. Especially a three-game series. So now, and Nick was saying we might not have any games here. Well, all the games series. in in this what they did, they changed it up. So uh, all the games are in St. Louis. The three the best of the three, right? We advance out of that then the NLDS would be a best of five. We'd have two games home. Right. So, man, uh, yeah, man. let's see, see if we can advance that. And then We haven't had to deal with a wild card round ever in, in Philadelphia, you know, because they, right. they, they introduced this round, and then there's been, like, weird tiebreakers over the years, and then there was the pandemic year. So this playoff format is new for Phillies fans. Totally new. So, and again, if I'm a St. Louis fan... I don't want to face the Phillies. You got mm-hmm. Zach Wheeler, you got Aaron Nola, and then as you said, you know maybe Suarez or Falter who's, who's going Game Three. And do you want to face Schwarber? Do you want to face Harper? Do you want to face Reese Hoskins? I mean, JT Realmuto. If you go down the lineup, that's a killer lineup. So since they're all games uh, in St. Louis, you're gonna you're gonna be able to get out to one or two. I'm probably not gonna go out there because we have a lot of stuff going on here. Okay. Obviously, depends on where the next series would be, um, and then the timing. The times haven't come out yet. So, but the St. Louis is the only team. Where the games are in the central uh, time zone. To, time era. Well, so Casey was zone. just there in St. Louis. Yeah, he, I was. He, he probably uh, you probably brought some good luck to these ensuing games. You know what? Yeah, because I saw Bush Stadium for the first time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That should yeah. Yeah. From, and you uh, met those guys from Delco on in the St. Louis Arch. That's yeah. right. Your way up in that thing. That's right. All the signs the sign. are there. Did you bring some Phillies mojo there to the arch into the? I gave I him mean, some weed and he sprinkled <laughs> it in my own house. That was his mojo? <laughs> he actually did. That's good mojo there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we left a little remnants of the that's area. That's it. Uh, all right, well, that's cool. So yeah. when does this get underway? When is it? Uh, uh, Friday. So, okay. again, we don't know the times yet. We'll know the times uh, hopefully the next 24 hours. Okay. But we will know the next 24 hours. So, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, you know, by the end of this week weekend, <laughs> it's we'll know. Very so exciting. It's, it's super exciting. Yeah. It was really fun to watch the celebration after the game the other night when they when they clinched because it, it, it for, I think for the first time this season, 
they just seemed like able to relax and they were relieved. Like they're going through all of this too. Yeah. It's what their job is. Of course they want to make the playoffs. And it's been a rough September up until that point or up until the weekend anyway. Uh, you know, Reese Hoskins getting emotional on the field talking yeah. about making it to the playoffs and seeing guys like Gene Segura, who's never been in the playoffs. I think before. Gene Segura was the longest. Uh, the player that hadn't been to the playoffs yeah. with as many games played. And those and guys... Mutual was up there, too. And... Yeah, and they were being just real dudes, you know? And it, the alcohol probably helped because they were uh, partying <laughs> right. in the locker room. Well, and I also think Rob Thompson, it's, uh, you know, what a great story that guy is, you know, the manager. So here's a guy who'd been a baseball lifer his whole year, right, or his whole career. And next thing you know, he gets an opportunity because his buddy, Joe Girardi, who was very tight with, you know, gets fired. He comes in, and it's not like he asked for the job. He gets the job. And next thing you know, the Phillies go on a run. Mm -hmm. And he's such a calm, cool, collective. The players love him. So I think a lot of the emotion was a lot of it towards, much like back in 2008, they did it for Charlie. And I think they they love the manager, Rob Thompson. I think they did it for Rob. So a lot of that emotion. It was was very cool. Love Exciting stuff for the city, for you guys. It's awesome. So just let us know what's going on, man. Well, hopefully I'll be back in a couple weeks, and we'll be talking... More and more playoffs. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Might yeah. be time to uh, make some inquiries on renting an elephant. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. We need a dramatic entrance, Steve. That is exactly right. Or maybe the return of Johnny Disco or Johnny Fresh. That? Johnny Fresh. <laughs> with, a, with a PH. And Lemon Lime. Right. Love Casey dressed up as Lemon Lime. Not sure where Lemon Lime went these days. All right. Good to see you, Brace. Great to see Thanks you guys. Bye, John Brace. The Phils. Love it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We are going to come back in a moment. Don't forget another shot at uh, You Who Loot happening a little over an hour from now. And we have a guest when we return. Stay with us. Cue the jingle. There it is. It's Kathy Romano, and I've revealed my 2022 Kathy's Fall Activities List. Ten brand new ideas to get you into sweater weather mood. Find the list, which includes helpful tips and coupon codes for all you fall activity fanatics. Posted now on PrestonandSteve.com. It's uh, Mental Health Awareness Week, and uh, we have a guest who is here to talk about uh, his experiences and maybe some things that can relate to you and some struggles you might be having. Uh, Spent time uh, in the NFL, not only playing for the Eagles, but also the Seahawks and the Redskins. We are happy to welcome Mr. Marcus Smith here. How you doing, Marcus? I'm doing good. Uh, this this has been great. I appreciate the opportunity for for allowing me to come on to, to talk to you guys. Absolutely. Uh, your time in Philadelphia, uh, when were you here, all that, just to bring us back up to speed on uh, wh- when you're here and what you've been up to. Well, so I got drafted. First round to the Philadelphia Eagles, 2014, and I was here 2014, 2016. Um, so, and then after that, I went to Seattle for two years, and then obviously the, the Commanders. Now, yeah, right? mm-hmm. we I played with them for two years. So ultimately, I played in the league for six years. So I was here 2014, 16. So you know, we often think of um, somebody entering into professional sports at the elite level uh, to getting a golden ticket. You know, uh, and and. Certainly, that's not the truth in everyone's case. No, no. Uh, everybody has their own story. Um, and with it can come some baggage and some issues that we might not consider. And that's kind of what you're speaking about, correct? Yeah, yeah. When it, when it comes to mental health, it's it's really important, very important. And I didn't know really thing, anything about it until I actually went through it. And I was going through it 
um, when I was in Philly, and I was also going through it um, uh, as I I was growing up. So I think before you're even before you even entered professional sports. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't know what it was called at the time. You know, I I was dealing with a lot of anxiety um, being a young pup, just growing up playing football, different sports would have anxiety attacks all the time, but not realizing that's what it was. No kidding. We were just talking about that is such an issue. and And the conundrum here, the problem is. You see somebody with a cast on, oh, you broke your arm. Right. This is, there There are no visible signs. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people don't know how to handle, they don't know how to support someone, and the person suffering doesn't know how to help or reach out for help. And it and, and many times, and in many cases, it's perceived as, as a weakness, which it's not. And um, and and reaching out for the, to the people who are there to help you is is a brave thing to do. It's a good thing to do. Right. So so, uh, what was your journey like, and when did you finally realize you you needed to to have this tended to, and this was something that could be helped and and mitigated? Well, so when I was in Seattle, um, I had just signed a two point seven million dollar deal with them, and right. everything was seemed like it was going really well. But I hadn't addressed a lot of the issues that I had you know, coming into it. So my anxiety basically turned into depression. And so over time, um, it started to take a toll on me. And um, I contemplated taking my own life. I tried to take my own life uh, my fifth year in in, in the NFL, which what everything seemed like on the end was, was going really great. And yeah. at that time, um, as I was doing it, my... Uh, well, my wife, she called me while I was in the act. And then mm. I got off the phone with her. And then my mother-in-law called me. And by the time I was done talking to her, I was at the bottom of this hill. And that's when I realized that I, I needed help because God gave me two chances yeah. to to be here on this earth and to continue the, the, the purpose that I have, is which is to talk about mental health and to bring more awareness and solutions to people who are going through the same thing. So that's that was the time where... That was your bottom. That's yeah. where that's where it turned. Yeah. The it, This was like in the middle of camp. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, I was on, on my way to... To camp. Yeah, and so I think the first time we really uh, heard about any of this sort of stuff in, in this city was uh, with, like, Brandon Brooks. And, uh, you know, he had been going through some stuff, and he had to step away from, you know, there, you know like, he didn't make it to a game, right? Uh, it was two games. It was two games. Yeah. And so it was, like, one of those deals where, well, well, what's wrong with him? Like you were saying, Steve, like, he's not wearing a cast. Right. There's something, you know. But what that was able to do, like, listen, he was able to, to seek and find some help. But then also, uh, Lane Johnson... And he ended up having a kinship and a bond over that because this was something that Lane Johnson, one of you know arguably the best you know right tackle in football, yep. uh, is going through this stuff as well. And then so these guys would actually call each other and you know on game day, I'm like, hey, did you throw up yet? Yep. Like, yeah, yeah, I just threw up. Yeah, me too. And and so these guys were and and it wasn't it was it was over anxiety and stuff. And so uh, this was all going on. I, I was. Were you in Seattle at this point? Yeah, I was in. I was in Seattle. This okay. is this is when I, my career is actually about to take off. It, it was it was actually going pretty good, but because I hadn't addressed any, I, I haven't talked to a therapist, mm. and I didn't know exactly what the anxiety and depression mm. was. Um, I didn't realize that until I actually asked for help and was vulnerable enough to do so. Mm. I, I've dealt with uh, anxiety and depression my whole adult life too, and I, I, you know, I'm I'm 47 years old, Marcus. I don't know how old you are, but um, I'm not a professional 30. athlete. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, it, it, you find out about these things at different stages in your life, right? And um, I didn't really know what depression was until I was 21 or 22 years old. Um, and I, <laughs> I was talking about this earlier, sort of joking around a little bit, but I went to therapy yesterday, and so I'm in like that mindset. Um, 
one thing that I've noticed, uh, and I, I hope you have as well, is that in a lot in a lot of ways, the stigma about talking about it, about addressing it, that has started to disappear. And and um, I'm wondering if that has started to disappear among professional athletes as well, because there's you you got to be strong. You're getting paid millions of dollars. You're a tough guy. You're a football player. Get out there, you know. Um, but if you're dealing with this stuff. You can't. You know, it, it becomes crippling. So I'm wondering if you've noticed um, the stigma disappearing some, and, and just by talking about it, uh, is that helping? I definitely have noticed uh, a change because you need guys like Brandon Brooks and, and Lane Johnson who are taking time off for for their yeah yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you know, you're for for their mental health, and I think is is very important to do so. And I think that because they did that, that allows the gateway to say, hey, you know what. Maybe I am dealing with something. Maybe I can go get some help, and they can go to the team and say, hey, I have to take some time off and get my mental health together because I can't be the best football player that I can be and everything you need me to be if my mental health is is not intact. Yes. Your personal struggle, did it have to do with football itself, or is there a lot of other uh, contributing factors? Man, it was it was a lot of other contributing factors, too. Like, it, it kind of made me hate football, but when I – really dove deep into what the the things that I was dealing with. It wasn't all just football. Football just kind of like put uh, a huge test onto that, right? Mm-hmm. It was family. It was, you know, me trying to be there for my wife. My wife was, was pregnant, um, you know, with my firstborn child. And me having to go through, maybe I'm not going to be able to see my firstborn born. You know what I mean? Because yeah. football is a very demanding uh, sport and if we have a game on that day, it's like I got to either choose the game or to see my first daughter born, and you know that was weighing on me too as well as as family. You know, I'm, I'm sure you guys heard about family, how family can weigh on you when you're the only one in your family that has made it that far in 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 that career. You're yeah. carrying all of that on yeah, your shoulders, yeah. And yeah. that's it, it, and and it's interesting, uh, Marcus, because the word spiral is often applied to. Uh, this sort of situation, a mental health situation. And then I'm sure here you are, as you said, you signed this big contract. And uh, what happens is, and this is how it layers within your mind, I've got this going, and yet I feel bad about this, and now I hate myself for feeling bad about right. this. Yeah. And and it, it around and around and around, and, you're, and suddenly your mind is telling you all sorts of stories about you know, we we've referenced imposter syndrome and yep. inadequacy and so on and so forth because at that point you're sure everyone else has figured it out and you're the one idiot who hasn't. Right. And it's not the case, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, I just, I felt empty. Yeah. Like, everything around me was great, but I felt empty within myself uh, and I wasn't vulnerable enough at the time to be able to talk about that. And after therapy and actually going through my my whole history, I started to understand who the real Marcus Smith was. Yeah. It's great. Can you talk about the pressures of being a first-round draft pick? I mean, uh, what you see on TV is they call your name, mm-hmm. the camera goes on you, everybody around you is, like, cheering and happy and all that, and then you throw the hat on, you're like, here I am. But but then after that, like, you got to go to work, right? right? You have to perform. You have to perform up to your, your standards, the coach's standards, the team standards, the city standards, right, as a first-round draft pick, right? The expectations are less as the, you know, second round, third round. And then, hey, if you're a seventh-rounder and you end up making a team, you're like, whoa, hey, how about this guy, right? But as a first-rounder, you're expected to be a, a Hall of Famer. Right. And, and so what are the pressures like that? Man, it was especially coming to the city of Philadelphia where the fans are very, very passionate. It's 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 very hard to to go through that, that same pressure because you're already dealing with stuff as it is. So right. for me, it was it was very tough. It was it was hard for me to actually please 
uh, my coaches, please the fans, and then try to keep my confidence, especially if you have a bad game or if you're not on the, the coach's side, right? It's very hard to get back on their good side. So the the time that I was actually here, man, like I went through some tough times in Philly. It would be times where I would sit in my room and just and just cry because I was going through depression at the time, but I just didn't know what it was called. So I think Philadelphia actually uh, made me too because it, it gave me tough skin to be able to do the things that I'm doing today. So I really appreciate the opportunity for being in Philly, but it was definitely tough because of the, you know, what the expectation was for me, and I wasn't living up to that expectation. Right, mm. right. I think it's great that you're out and you're, you know, raising awareness about mental health. You talked about athletes and adults, um, but what about teens? Do you talk to teens because that's it's also depression, anxiety, and other mental mm. illness. Um, you know, in teens and and kids that are in high school is huge. Right. Yeah. And I, I so I started off talking to to high schools first, right? Because a lot of the coaches um, they want to know more about what that looks like in the players when you talk about concussions, when you talk about all these other factors when it comes to football players. Um, so I talked to the high schools, and I and I also talked to them about, you know, where they are and, and what it looks like, especially as, you know, we're going through mental health because you can't really see somebody's brain. You can't see, like you were saying, yeah. depression or anything like that. But you can ask the question. You can check on people. You can you know, figure out, like, what's going on with them. And I think one something that uh, one person told me, he was like, you know, instead of asking them how we're doing, ask them how do they feel on a scale of 1 to 10. Okay. Yeah. Right? Because if you ask them how I'm doing, as men, we're always going to say, oh, we're good. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. But if you say, hey, how do you feel on a scale of 1 to 10, maybe they'll actually give you a number, and then you can gauge, like, how they really feel. That's a good That's an essential tool. I like that. If you're just tuning in, it's uh, Marcus Smith who is here. Um, uh, Marcus, all right, let's say um, I've realized, okay, my issues are something that are beyond my scope of uh, being able to figure this out on my own. I I need need to talk to somebody. I need some help. Where do I start? How do I find somebody? What's the, what's, how do I go through this? I need to get a therapist. Who do I talk to? What do you recommend to people who find themselves in that position? Well, I always recommend there, there are therapists in your area and there are sites, uh, on like close to you in your area that you can find therapists. And maybe there, there are all types of therapists out there that maybe look like you too, as well. If you want somebody that kind of looks like you or for me, like I, I went into an actual therapy room and my my therapist didn't look like me, but yeah. she could relate to me in so many ways. And, and, you know, for some people that works, but I will also just, just tell you that if you have a therapist, if you have a life coach, like I'm a life coach now, sometimes you need a life coach first um, to kind of like usher you in to a therapist, right? Be the bridge, be the gap for you. Okay, so... I'm feeling like you need this type of work. You may need uh, meditation. Meditation might work best for you, right? You may need yoga. You may need something outside where you can walk around and just talk, right? Everybody's uh, different, but I would I would always just say when it comes to therapy, there are so many different types of ways that you can get therapy. I guess maybe somebody else you might feel comfortable talking to is your medical doctor. You might say, hey, I've been feeling this way. Maybe you can right. steer me in the right direction of where to go to next. The big... Um, fallacy is that there's not armies of people around you who want to help yeah. and who want to help who've been through it themselves who want to pay it forward the way you're doing it marcus to to say um this is this is a way out right. and so 
the the only the the biggest tragedy would be keeping it to yourself and not bringing it to someone and allowing these people who thrive on being able to help you because like i say years ago i had prostate cancer and i and i talked to guys who are facing the surgery and saying you can do it you can get past it that's a gift i was given by my experience with cancer so and people say that's an interesting way to to think about it You've been given this gift to help people and to know somebody might be listening to this right now saying, oh, no one wants to. No, no, no. There are armies of people who are just begging to be there and be the conduit and the bridge to get you out of this and get you on your way. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, that's that's correct. Because all, all sometimes somebody wants to see is somebody else being vulnerable. And, and if they can see that or hear that, then it's like they, they think it to themselves. Like, yeah. you know what? I'm, I'm going through that too. Maybe mm-hmm. I should go talk to someone. Maybe I should, should go to a clinician and, and see what's going on with yes. you. Yeah, you're not alone, right? I mean, just right. knowing that somebody else is going through it is a... Is, um helpful um were there any coaches or mentors or people that you had in the nfl uh or along the way that were uh, helpful for you yeah so when i got to philly i had brandon graham bg and, and t cole right um they played the same positions as me but they ushered me into something that was great in in philly and i was going through a lot and they would talk to me a lot of the time so i would see them as my mentor and then i had another mentor when i when i got to seattle in which is uh he is the uh defensive coordinator now in clinton hurt who also had, we had major discussions and talks. And then Seattle, um, Pete Carroll, he was the one who kind of like pushed me towards the therapist um, that I still, well, I'm not going to say I still see to, today, but that's the, the therapist that I was seeing at the time. And um, they really helped me along. And I would always say that because of the, the tight-knit group that, you know, Pete Carroll had, he put a team around me that would help me succeed. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I would say for anybody who is not or who is coming into the the NFL like make sure you have a team around you for for when times do happen like this or when you do have a mental breakdown or anything you have a team that can help you bring you back to life uh, Marcus, tell us a little bit about uh, your YouTube channel uh, podcast that you do. It's called uh, The Circle of M. Yeah, so I, I do a podcast through my foundation. It's called The Circle of M, where we unmask the feelings that cause anxiety and depression. And I talk to uh, NFL clients. I talk to uh, NBA players, entertainers, just about their mental health life and, you know, how they got through them just to, you know, in hopes that we can help people heal. And that's pretty much it's called The, the Circle of M. Um, and it's on YouTube. It's on uh, Instagram, too, as well. Um, we were having a conversation about panic attacks earlier this morning. Uh, and, and you were having those. Uh, was it, uh, did you get the, the whole heart racing thing, the whole, uh, you know, scared, all, all of that sensation? Yeah, it's, it's like the feeling of you're, like, about to die. Like, yeah. you, you just feel like you're about to die, and then all of a sudden you realize, okay, you're not about to die, and then you, you come back down. And then I also had panic attacks where in my sleep I would jump up. Mm. And jump like breathing, uh, gasping for air. Yeah. And then when I laid back on my stomach to go back to sleep, it would feel like my chest was caving in. Mm. So I, I, I really and truly thought something was wrong with me. Right. Like, I was like, God, what? It, like I've been go- dealing with this for so long, I can't get rid of it. So that's why it's nothing. Uh, and I'm, I'm quoting someone who just said this to me. It's nothing you would wish on your worst enemy. Right. Yeah. So yeah. at it, at its height, how how often was that happening to you? It was happening like every other day. Like okay. I would have a day where I would be okay, but most days I didn't get any sleep. So I was on the football field running with fumes, like not with no with no sleep. Uh, and then when I would go to eat, I couldn't keep my food down. Mm. 
mm-hmm. right? And so the anxiety of trying to perform and actually get through what I was going through, that was another tough part in, in my career. Okay. It's, it, it comes down to something that I always talk about, which is, and that uh, you know, the therapist that I've gone to says, you, you need to you give yourself permission to be human. And I think a lot of times we hold ourselves to this standard, uh, and it's a bizarre standard because we, oh, we, we are the ones falling down on the job. I see these other stories about these inspiring sports heroes and, and the, what they can do, and I'm not anywhere near that. But give yourself permission to be human and realize, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, this is what I am and this is what I need to deal with. And and uh, it's it's a hard first step to take. But once you take it, you can forgive yourself a little bit, you know? Right. I always say it's, it's okay, to, okay to be Clark Kent sometimes. Yes. Right? Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, just be human and, and actually, you know, step into your vulnerability side because that's where your power lies. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned being a life coach. Uh, can people reach out to you if uh, if they want to get some help? Yeah, so you can reach out to me. So I own a gym. Um, it's called A&M Sports and Fitness. So A3MSports.com. And I have a life coaching uh, segment on there where you can reach me and we can actually do life coaching because what we do, we train uh, athletes. Uh, you know, I train them mentally. And then right. my brother, who actually does the D-line, O-line uh, training, he trains them actually on the turf, on the field. So I get them before they actually step on the field to kind of see what their what their mind is like and what their, what their life is like. But I do that with um, adults, too, as well. A quick nice. question. How do you feel the NFL is, um, or do you have a, a, a bigger understanding of how they're putting in mechanisms to address issues like this with players. Have they become more comprehensive in the way they look at this aspect of their athletes? I think I think they're like halfway there. Okay. Um, I think with the NFL, um, it's it's more so when when these things happen, then they put stuff in place, and I just think that we have to be you know proactive with you know, guys' mental health, because now they have a clinician on on each team. Okay. Right? But the only thing about you having a clinician on each team is that guys are actually scared to go in there because the clinicians actually work for the team. And they don't want anybody to know, like, hey, like, I'm going. Yes. Right. Absolutely. They think, like, oh, it might affect the way I'm playing or the the owner might find out that I'm in there and be like, hey, why why are you? What's going on with you, right? So most guys don't really go in. So I try to bring what I bring to the table. Yeah. If you, if you at least have somebody like a life coach, you can at least usher them in and say, man, it's not it's not bad to go in there like just to just to get it off your chest, right? You know. So how are you doing now? I'm I'm doing. I still deal on with a scale or one, one anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I would say about a six or seven. Okay, it's right. Bad. It's not it's not all the way up there because some days are better better yeah. than others. Yeah. But I still deal with anxiety and I, and I still have my depressive moments. And um, I just want to tell people that it's it's not something that goes away. It's right. a, it's a journey and it's something that you you work daily on. I think, that's I, really, I think understanding right. that some days are going to be better than others is a big bridge to cross right. and and an acceptance that once you get maybe is going to be a big part of your you know our overall continual healing process that we're right. going through. You know. Yeah, I think having having that team and. and, and it's it's okay to to have someone to talk to have, yeah. having that team with you you know so you don't have to go through those struggles each and every day by yourself it's yeah. really important to note that clinical depression is not um the same thing as feeling depressed and feeling sad clinical anxiety is not just feelings of anxiety or feeling anxious Th- these are medical conditions like steve addressed at the beginning like it's uh, you can see a broken arm but you can't 
a, a depression is something that for most people stays with them their entire lives. Yeah. And there are going to be times when you have down periods um, and you have to recognize that. And then those down periods aren't going to be there forever either. I, I think the, t- the toughest road in, na- in navigating through depression is recognizing that these valleys are, are temporary. Right. You can work your way out of the valley, um, but the, it takes work. It takes recognition, and it takes some self-awareness, too. Man, I, I, it's, it's so funny because I went to a mental health institution. It's called APN um, when I was done playing. I went out there for 30 days. It changed my life. I did I did therapy every day, and I was out there with like 12 or 13 other guys, and we all were kind of, you know, speaking for me, but a lot of us, you know, were diagnosed with, uh, you know, I have PTSD, I have anxiety and depression disorder. So these things come up, right? Yeah. And it's a lot of a lot of us in, in football players, and we don't even realize it because it's a lot of traumas that we see on the, on the field that we don't realize that it's traumatizing to us. Maybe it's one of your teammates getting hurt or uh, something happening in the actual locker room. So I, I just feel like. You know, as as players, we have to be more aware of the mental health side. So when we come out of this thing, we don't we're not in the news or we don't see someone, you know, killing themselves right, or yeah. doing something that they don't you know, that they don't, that, that people are like, well, why why would he do that? Well, we, I think it's that we take our mental health serious now, control what we can control now and, you know, fight through the things that we we are going through. Nice. I agree. Uh, where are you? Where do you live now? Where is home, home for you? So I live in Hughesville, Maryland. Okay. Um, so that's probably thirty-five minutes south of uh, DC. Okay. okay. Is that right, in Prince George far. County? Well, it's what's well, close to Prince George County. So where I actually live is it's called uh, Charles County. Okay. So, but my my gym is actually in Prince George's. And uh, a couple of people are texting in and they want to hear the uh, how to contact your your life coaching uh, um, uh, services again. Okay, so the life coaching services, if you go to a3msports.com, you'll be able to go on there, and then I have a life coaching link, and then you'll be able to fill out. It's a form that you fill out, and then I'll be able to contact you from there. Excellent. Take right. the time to do it. You, yeah. you, if you're listening and, you know, you, you, uh, you're having any sort of issues, again, there are a lot of people who want to help. And, Marcus, you're doing good work in getting the word out about that. Yeah. Thanks Thank for you. coming by here. We appreciate it. Man, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you guys. Good luck with everything. Marcus Smith, guys, yeah. right. on the program. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Wait, what's he? Where was that place, Preston, and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh, don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. So here's how this is going to play out. We're going to, we're going to do the bizarre file. Um, and then we're going to have a few minutes to play with before we get to you, Hulu. But we're going to we're going to do that in this segment. I we think. will. So, huh? so yeah, we're, we'll kill a little bit of time. Uh, but I want to do the bizarre file first. Really? Yeah. Is that you okay know, with you guys? Pierre's going to be falling down the steps. I know. Uh, well, normally it's I think it's music news that yeah. motivates him. Yeah. Oh. Uh, to that's that's like his. Yeah. All right. Clock? You know. Yeah. The yeah. train is leaving now. Uh, and then that's he get he gets on his way because right. we're running a little bit early today. So by the way, um, if you're one of our higher ups, Pierre has been here for like three hours. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So we just use that as a metaphor of him <laughs> doing that and being on the way. Uh, we mean mentally. Uh, <laughs> let's do the bizarre file. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. 
Brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Uh, watching the game with some friends this week? Well, score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. Order online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie. Tis a Primo. All right. A woman has discovered her boyfriend cheating on her after accessing a secret function on her uh, Amazon Alexa. Uh-huh. Jessica Lohman took to TikTok on Saturday to reveal that the speaker saves all voice recordings, which can subsequently be retrieved on a computer browser. Uh, So she captioned the video saying, so this is how I caught my ex cheating. I didn't even know that Alexa stored this stuff. Uh, The clip shows the jilted brunette accessing her voice history before scrolling down to a suspicious recording captured by the device on September 17th. Uh, she subsequently plays the audio, which features a woman of female voice asking the speaker to play a specific song. And uh, Loman then uh, plays a second recording captured just one minute later, which features the voice of her boyfriend asking Alexa to turn the track up louder. So the woman was in her house? Yes. So the recordings prove the woman was inside Loman's home with her boyfriend, leaving the TikToker to conclude that her man must have been cheating. In a second video, Loman revealed that she has since dumped her. (laughs) Let's go, girls. She has dumped her boyfriend. Turn and round my own word. And uh, (laughs) that uh, she has uh, dumped him and declared, and just like that, I was single. Uh, Loman is now urging other women to access their own Alexa voice history to see what's been going on inside their homes while they're away. By the way, they they say that you can have them, uh, you can ask them to uh, erase that or to clear it. Uh, I don't know the specifics of it or whether you're you're um, the fact that you're allowed to do it yourself. But uh, a lot of people get really freaked out about that and will manually erase all that audio, mm-hmm. uh, especially if they're cheating on something. Absolutely, in the, in the house, yeah. Uh, a petition to feature the late Steve Irwin on the new Australian $5 bills has emerged online. I think that's a good idea. I do, too. For, uh, petitioners Vincent Wu and Kirby Miles are behind the move and have listed the petition on the Australian Parliament House website. It reads, there is no one more vital to the Australian culture and identity than Steve Irwin. The death of Queen Elizabeth II and the proclamation of King Charles III raises an important question about the future of Australian currency. Have a look at these! Uh, there is no one more vital to the Australian culture and identity than Steve Irwin. Steve is beloved by all who and has uh, become synonymous with the Australian values we hold so dearly, it says. Uh, he epitomized the spirit of mateship. He deeply loved the Australian wildlife, working hard towards conservation and education, and perhaps, most importantly, he's just a good bloke. He's just a good bloke. They said. Still can't believe the way he died. I know. I mean, here's a guy who would routinely spoon with crocodiles. Yeah. And this, it was a stingray. Yep. Yep. We had a chance to talk to him one time. He was just a nice guy. Great. And I had asked him, I said, how many times have you been bit by a snake? He said, not one time. Yeah. That's uh, because he said he was very careful, but You're yeah. very naughty. Mm-hmm. I do miss him. I was a great show. He's great. A Florida man was arrested after kidnapping his girlfriend's one-year-old boy, leading police on a chase before using the child as a human shield oh, outside of a McDonald's last week. Uh, The sheriff's office responded to a home regarding a report of a possible child abduction. Uh, The boyfriend of the child's mother, uh, Brandon Lehner, 
uh, had abducted the one-year-old while armed with a handgun and driving with the child on his lap as he left the residence. Uh, deputies found Laner shortly after driving recklessly through medians and speeding on the parkway and attempted to pull him over. The 27-year-old did not comply to the traffic stop and instead fled east, driving through oncoming traffic before turning into a McDonald's parking lot in a shopping center. He exited his vehicle with the one-year-old in his arms, using the child as a human shield and refusing to listen to police commands to put the child down. Following a brief standoff, they deployed a taser, and they got him. They rescued the child, and they knocked him down. Uh, He attempted to flee and resist arrest, but a canine and taser Brought him under control, and he was placed in handcuffs. So, and and they, they, they they scooped up the kid quickly. They did a great job. He was charged with kidnapping, using a minor as a shield, resisting with violence, child neglect, fleeing and eluding, and reckless driving. And as, screwing up the drive-thru. As well. Yeah. That, too. Get out you of the drive-thru, on, dude. Uh, let's see here. We have time for another one. Uh, let's go with this one. A food delivery drone operated by delivery company Wing landed on an overhead power line in Brisbane, Australia and caught on fire. Tommy went wingy. As a result, the network was shut down by energy firm Energex and to respond to the incident, leaving thousands without power. Some 2,000 individuals were left without electricity for around 45 minutes, 300 customers. Had no power for three hours. Uh, the drone landed on top of 11,000 volts. Yes, I ordered a Vegemite sandwich and it's not here yet. And while it didn't take out power, there was voltage tracking across the drone and the drone caught fire and fell to the ground. So why do I think this is going to be uh, happening <laughs> yeah. uh, <Yep>. a lot? <laughs> a spokesperson for Wing told the publication that uh, the drone made a precautionary controlled landing yesterday and came to a rest on an overhead power line. Company said that it then uh, reported the incident to Energex. Two hours later, they during retrieval process, there was a power outage in the area. Uh, the meal was still hot inside. By the of course way, it was of uh, the drone's delivery box. It's got when, hit by lightning when the crew got there. So <laughs> there's that. Is good insulation, and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Um, mind if I mention uh, some butt plugs and chart out? Do it. This might be a good opportunity to do that. Uh, so I got this from uh, Dave Hughes. He wanted to promote uh, an event. It's a butt plug uh, called Rock Out for Hunger. This Saturday, the American Italian Bocce Club in Royersford. I like bocce. Uh, raises food and money for Phil Abundance. Do you ever play? I have played. I haven't. I, it was so played. long ago that uh, I forgot completely the rules, but I remember it was fun and it was relaxing. Uh, they're trying to raise uh, money and food, and uh, it's an all-ages event. Ten bucks or five donated food items get you in to see five awesome local cover and original bands with beer included, food available for purchase, and uh, baskets and items for auction, all that good stuff. I so, can't uh, I can't hear the word bocce without thinking of the movie Splash. When bocce balls! <laughs> it's such an odd expression. I know, I know. And, uh, and every time, I just I, I, I turn into a child and think yeah. of that phrase. Statue of Liberty is a gift from French folks for people everywhere. Bocce balls! Naked women everywhere. And naked women everywhere. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. I was thinking the same thing, too. I I feel like an idiot, but that's how my brain works. Uh, Here's a chart out. Alexandra Jokovic. I think it's how you pronounce it. Is the D silent? It's not Djokovic, is it? It might be Jokovic. Jokovic. Yeah. 
I uh, want to send a shout out to her husband, Seth. Oh. Uh, is three... it Seth or is it to Seth? It's their uh, <laughs> silent D. Three year wedding anniversary is uh, tomorrow. By oh. uh, one of our favorite things to do, she says, is to listen to the podcast while we cook dinner, drive her to a grocery shop, or just hang out. That's so cool. He's fishing in upstate New York this week, and I hope he catches all the fish and then comes home to me to celebrate. So uh, this is for her hubby, Seth. And that is from Alex. Um, here's another one. Oh, okay, so uh, one of our regular contributors uh, to the show, meaning you know somebody who sends me information, cool links, and stuff like that. This is a guy I've mentioned before, Jerry Torres. He's great. Uh, and he says, hello, Presbo, and a cockadoodle do to all. Uh, this Friday, I'm going for my first colonoscopy. Hey. Ah! And I hope they don't find the infinity stones, he said. <laughs> I'm happy that you're raising awareness, and all I ask is a shout out for Colin. Uh, from uh, it says front Paul McCartney saying a poodly doodly to all. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry Torres. Sir. Here's your shout out, Jerry. You're not gonna wait, you're Good that. luck with everything, buddy. Boodly, 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 boodly. And you can uh, get your <laughs> prep done and get on your way, bud. There's uh, another one that says, uh, my boy Chris and Brady need a shard out. It's their birthdays tomorrow. We listen to you guys every day at our manufacturing plant. When you guys say something funny, we all look at each other and start dying. Would be appreciated. That is from Christopher Azarito. So here you go. And the birthday's today? Uh, it says tomorrow. Yeah, this was sent yesterday. So all right. Today. Good yep. job, buddy. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, it says, <laughs> you're all right. Hey. Uh, you nailed it. Jeez. <laughs> Bill Dennis, I'd like to give my favorite uh, twin sister, Ellie Smith, a huge birthday shout out. And uh, she's the best twin that ever twinned and is a worldly known good person. <laughs> Love you, twin, from your from your once and only br- twin brother, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I love what people pick up on on this show, man. Once was a good one. Uh, this is another one. It says from uh, Kristen Donahue. I was hoping to get a shout out for my brother-in-law Jim's birthday on 1010. Uh, it doesn't really matter which day as we're both listeners to the show, but I uh, just wanted to wish him a happy birthday and that we love him very much from Chris, James, and Riley. Shart on, it says. There's a shout out. Yes, so speaking of warmth, I sent a, uh, a, a text out to Jason, Kelsey, and Brandon Graham inviting yeah. them to the camp out for hunger. Now, I sent the first text to Jason, and then I just copied and pasted and sent the same exact text right. to Brandon Graham. And I said, hey, man, <laughs> out. Oh, crap. I didn't realize I wrote out and not hour. Okay. Uh, so I wrote out, and then instead of 25th, I wrote <laughs> 25T. Uh, and, and I hit send, and I send it to both of them. And then I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, do I even fix it, or do I just leave no. it in there? I fixed it and sent it. You sent a second one? I sent a second one, like, pretty they, much immediately. they responded? No! <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Neither one of them. But I just realized that I wrote out and not hour. I hate... Typing on this phone oh, so much. Are you too? It's the, I've been messing up like crazy lately. Like, how have I gotten worse at it? Is what I'm wondering. Like, I don't know. and that's why I'm like, I don't want to play guitar or even learn how to play guitar because I'm like, if I can't even type without looking, then how am I expected to like? Eric Clapton can type 80 words a minute. Oh, Marissa yeah. wants to help. New iOS lets you edit texts. Oh, really? Did you know yes. that, guys? After uh, after you've already sent it. Yep. Okay. It does send a little message that says this word was corrected to this. Okay. So you get a second text with it. How about that? But you can correct them. Okay. You're going to do that now? Uh, do well, it. How, how do you do well. it? How do you do it? I don't know. Okay. okay. Well, here. <laughs> I'm just going to hold hey, down that thing. 
And hold that uh, other thing. More. And then massage this thing. No. Nope. Murph knows. Hold I think on. Murph's going to tell us. All right, coming over to the microphone, Murph. You got to make sure your phone is updated. Okay. If it is, you just push and hold, and there's a thing that says edit. I well, don't I don't have that. Why a fool could see it. Uh, I have a reply, copy, no, translate. No, I don't have you don't have, do you have the latest yeah. iOS? You got to update right. your stuff. Yeah. All right. I, I feel like I just updated it. All right. I'll do that in a little bit. Thank okay. you. Mine says no update available. Well, then you're updated. Why is no Do update? you put it on automatic update? Uh, yeah, it updates then you're o- fine. overnight. Yeah, me too, but sometimes... It says it doesn't, right? Yeah. Why? Well, that's because it also has to force you to buy a new phone, and that's part of the process. <laughs> All right. I can upgrade to iOS 16. Yeah, that's, that's what you need. Uh, with a okay. small purchase of another phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking at... Uh, hang on, where did it go? All right, I don't care. I'll mess with this I'm later scared. On. Uh, and here's another chart uh, that is uh, past due. Uh, it says, hey, can uh, someone please give my daughter Josie a first birthday uh, shout out? It was on the 29th of September or sometime that week. My husband and I listen to you every morning with her. Not that far off. Uh, we yeah. live in Harleysville, and she will be WMMR lifer as well. So that's from uh, Jenny Yurkov. Is this uh, Jamie Jerk? Julie Jerkoff? No, Jenny Yerkoff. Oh. Y-E-R-K-O-V. It's not a joke. Here's, here's a chart. So. Julie Jerkoff. I'm sorry. I love that Forgive name. Me. Josie? Me too. That's, that's, that's uh, a great name. I wanted to name one of my daughters Josie, and I lost. <laughs> you lost? I lost because okay. of Josie and the Pussycats. But I'm you like, had yeah. to say first you should have gone with Julie Jerkoff first. I should have. So that your name would have been accepted. Yeah. What was it about Josie? Uh, it's a cool name. Yeah, it is, and it was it, it was because of the Steely Dan song. But, it was either uh, that or Black Cow. The <laughs> and I lost that one too. Uh, no, and and so listen, it's it's tough naming a child, and and my wife was like, oh, they're all going to call her like you know Josie and the Pussycats, and I'm like, yes, they're going to reference a cartoon from the 1970s. Yeah. But either way, uh, Caroline does not like. Um the song associated with her name, mm-hmm. which was not a an intention. I completely no. forgot about it. Yeah. It was from a children's book that I that I grew yeah. up with, uh, but uh, does not like that whole... It becomes automatic. Like, uh, yeah. A, a, a yeah. woman named Brandy called in the other day, and like all, our minds just immediately went to that. Fine girl. Yeah. And then yeah. Shauna. And now well. Shauna. Shauna, is yeah. The other Shauna, one, so. <laughs> Shauna, Shauna, I didn't know this. It changes all the name around. Yeah, I got a Gina in there. And a Shawnee as well. And a Skeletor. I didn't hear the Skeletor <laughs> part. But I did hear this. Here it is. MMRs. You who loot. Now, listen up. Here's your keyword. The word is glad, G-L-A-D, all right, G-L-A-D, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do it. Uh, you can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911, or you can enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry will win 1000 bucks in our company-wide contest. Each winner gets a call from Beasley, so make sure that you do answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it's sponsored by Horizon Services. So heads up, the word is GLAD, G-L-A-D. 
We wish you good luck. We're going to take a break. When we return, we'll get the lesson question, the trash, and the music news as well. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, we have a new Daily Rush video. Failed to mention this earlier, uh, but it was when uh, Craig Robinson uh, came in for a visit. Ah, uh, he's great. Yep, sat down, had a little chit-chat with him. He talked about his love of music as well as his love of Kate Flannery, his castmate from The Office. And he slipped in a Pizza Hut mention, earning him $50,000 in free pizzas for us. <laughs> Uh, you can be the first to see the new Daily Rush uh, by subscribing to our YouTube channel, sponsored by Xfinity's Gate Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. A reminder, we have a secret text word today, so text word secret to 39333. We have tickets to see David Spade Saturday, February 4th. That'll be at Sound Waves, uh, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. And uh, that's going to be coming up very, very shortly, the secret text word. So make sure you do that now. Text word secret to 39333. Normally, we would have gotten a winner a little while ago, but we'll do it in mm-hmm. a minute. We're going to do a lesson question for now, though, and see if we can give away a pair of tickets for the Flyers Home Opener, Thursday, October 13th, Wells Fargo Center. The question I have is... The Justine Institute now features the late great Loretta Lynn. What? <laughs> well, it's a. Um, it's is it a brothel named something? Uh, it is a, a swingers, swingers club. club. Yeah. Yes, it is the uh, the Justine Institute now features uh, the late great Loretta Lynn Swingers Club called what? Two one five two six three WMMR. If you heard the answer, then you know. Give us a call right now. The trash business is a gold WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. Save on seasonal costs, avoid pricey repairs, and boost furnace performance uh, with a fall tune-up with Horizon Services. Heating and cooling and plumbing for just $79. You can book online at HorizonEasyBook.com. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, 61-year-old Billy Ray Cyrus has moved on after splitting with his wife, Tish and is now dating 22-year-old singer Fire Rose. Cyrus revealed that Fire Rose calls him TCAP, which stands for To Catch a Predator. Oh, wow. (laughs) The glasses Jeffrey Dahmer wore in prison are up for sale with an asking price of $150,000. The seller describes the glasses as, quote, perfect for those long nights cramming for a test or weekend fun creating zombie sex slaves with a drill. Oh, my God. And finally, the beloved Scooby-Doo character Velma is revealed as a lesbian in the new Amazon Prime animated movie Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo. In another surprising revelation, it's revealed that Scooby-Doo only has sex in the missionary position. Oh, right. <laughs> Strange. And that's your Hollywood trash. For a dog, you know? Yeah, it's you a... figure, how did he even do that? All right. So we're looking for an answer to this. This question. Uh, the Just Saying Institute now features the late great Loretta Lynn's Swingers Club titled what? 215-263-WMMR. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Jennifer see if we can get the answer. Hi, Jennifer. 
Hi, how are you? Uh, wonderful. So what is the name of the late, great Loretta Lynn's uh, Swingers Club at the Justine Institute? Fifth City. Fifth City. Yeah. We had some other ones that were not quite there. <laughs> that is the correct answer, Jennifer. And you just got yourself tickets to the Flyers Home Opener. Yay! Thursday, October 13th at the Wells Fargo Center. And uh, let's see, this is going to be uh, the Flyers returning to ice for the 2022-23 home opener. It's presented by Smart Water at, with a matchup against New York, uh, the New Jersey Devils. October 13th, all fans get uh, a Flyers home opener t-shirt. And tickets are on sale now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! yeah. Brought to you by OMG. Excitement is for me. Go to iloveexcitement.com. We're going to start with the fact that uh, Loretta Lynn uh, passed away. We were talking about that earlier this morning. That's why uh, her name came up at the Just Saying Institute. Uh, She passed away yesterday at her home in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. She was 90 years old. Her family confirmed the death in a statement but did not cite a cause of death. Uh, Her career was remarkable for its storybook ascent. Uh, she was a teenage bride, a mother, a country star, and a grandmother by her early 30s. A trailblazer for other women, uh, other female country performers, and she was the first woman uh, to win the Country Music Association's Entertainer of the Year Award in 1972. And she also helped redefine a, and broaden uh, the appeal of country music. I overall. mean, you see her, uh, you know, the movie Coal Miner's Daughter is very true to her, her life and growing up in Butcher Holler. Which was as rural as you could get. Oh yeah. To then become one of the legends of country music, and all self-made, amazing. Yep. In 2013, when Miss Lynn received a pre- the Presidential Medal of uh, Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor, President Barack Obama called her the rule breaker, uh, rule breaking, record setting queen of country music who gave voice to a generation singing what no one wanted to talk about and saying what no one wanted to think about. Do you know what she was fascinated by and was totally invested in? Uh, the uh, the ghost hunting shows, the paranormal stuff. Uh, she believed her home, uh, her her uh, estate, uh, was haunted. No, uh, yeah, yeah, and and wow. but wasn't like loved it, like wasn't terrified of it. Wow, Steve, you talk about that movie, Coal Miner's Daughter. It's yeah. so great. There's a scene at she had already become a. Um, uh, you know, a success. I mean, yeah. she was a star at this point. There's a scene where someone just calls their house and Tommy Lee Jones answers the phone. Yeah, yeah. And the woman's crying and everything. He's like, and he's just t- trying to calm her down. And, and it's just kind of an interesting take yeah. on uh, kind of what real people they were and uh, and where they came from and went to right. as far as success together, meaning that her and her husband. And they there were ups and downs. Yeah. There were there, there was a, a bit of cheating, but at the end of the day, there's a great scene where they're standing and they're they're kind of laying out how their house is going to be yes. designed, yeah. and they're fighting the way a married couple would. But you know that there's love there. It's yep. it's uh, it's well done. Uh, many of Ms. Lynn's most memorable songs celebrating her Kentucky roots or were celebrating her Kentucky roots and were rendered in an unmistakable Appalachian twang. Her first album, Loretta Lynn Sings, was out in 1963. That reached number two on the Billboard Country Album Chart. Uh, but her greatest success came later, often with tunes packed with personal meaning or topic so, topical social themes. Uh, the first of more than a dozen number one country hits came in 1967 with Don't Come Home A-Drinkin' with Lovin' On Your Mind, written with her sister Peggy Sue about a marriage to an alcoholic. Uh, several of her songs were tough-minded warnings to romantic rivals for her husband's affections, including You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My Man 
And the number one country hit, yep, Fist City. Yeah. And I read these lyrics earlier, and we have a clip of it. Do, we, do you want me to just play some of yeah, it? Yeah, go ahead. Fist City. And that's what you look like to me. And what I see is a pity. You better close your face and stay out of my way if you don't want to go to Fist City. Did she say close your face? Close your fist. Oh, close your fist. Oh, oh, or oh. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Hang on a second. I want to hear that again. You better close your face and stay face. out of my way. Okay, you're right. She actually did the first version of the song WAP. No. Yeah. Stop, Stop it. It was Wet Ass Possum. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Which, if they were to kill a possum in the right, rain, right. it'd That's be right. wet. And then it was... It's a pain to clean. Sort of, you know, changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah I gotcha. Can we listen to, because we didn't get to this earlier, uh, the song You're the Reason Our Kids Are Ugly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. George Jones? Conway Twitty. Conway Twitty. Okay, here we go. Change the beer from soda pop. <laughs> and you're the reason I never get to go to the beauty shop. You're the reason our kids are ugly. Listen to the the, so the logic of this. Yeah, you know you're, you you drive me to drinking. Yeah, uh, I can't go anywhere because of you. Our kids, kids are, are ugly. ugly. You know what? But I love you. Yeah, I love you anyway. Why in the devil don't you go and shave and put on a clean pair of pants? Per per pants. Per pants. Well, Loretta, you're a big old bar. Yeah. I wish you'd take them perlers out of your hair and, and go put on a little makeup and get out of that house coat before supper. Huh. Well, let me tell you something, Conway. Considering everything that I went through today, I look like a movie star. Yeah, yeah. Ruth Buzzy. Thank you. Uh, oh my God! What an insult to Ruth Buzzy! I know. You look like Rat- Ruth Buzzy's horrendous looking. By the way, an was- ugly woman. <laughs> and Ruth's I mean, over there, like super ugly. If you're familiar with Ruth Buzzy, disgusting. It's like a gelatinous mass of smashed ass. No offense, she was great and laughing. <laughs> Uh, but listening to her speak <laughs> yeah. in that in that song, just it, uh, uh-huh. Sissy Spacek got it Nailed absolutely it. Yeah. spot on, yeah. man. And <laughs> by the way, again, Beverly D'Angelo. Um, by the way, there's a picture of a character known as Gladys Ormsby. That's not the way Ruth. Buzzy. This is Ruth Buzzy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, she did all her singing as well yeah. as Patsy Cline. Patsy Cline, yeah. Uh, so some other well-known songs were uh, Dear Uncle Sam, about a woman saying goodbye to her soldier husband, and you're looking at country. Uh, Love is the foundation, and one's on the way. Um, and there was also, we played a song earlier called The Pill. Which you're is, the reason my cooter looks like a pool cover. <laughs> not that. Uh, but it was about birth control. Oh. Uh, but uh, her uh, coal miner's daughter spent one week at number one after its release in 1970. Uh, but it soon became the singer's signature tune. Uh, and, you know, some of the lines go, Well, I was born a coal miner's daughter in a cabin on a hill in Butcher Holler. We were poor, but we had love. It's one thing Daddy made sure of. He'd shovel coal to make a poor man's daughter. Uh, Hard-working people. Levon Helm played her dad in the movie from uh, the yeah, band. That's right. He did a great job. Yep. So while producers were still casting the movie, uh, Ms. Lynn casually announced on The Tonight Show that little sissy Spacek <laughs> would be playing her on the screen. 
Um, and uh, Sissy had uh, shadowed her for months and uh, sang all the movie songs, won an Academy Award uh, for the best actress for her, her portrayal in that movie. Dolly Parton, uh, you know, obviously said kind things about her. They were contemporary. So I think Loretta preceded her a little yes. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's these are these are. This is like the Rolling Stones for country music. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. All right, moving on to some other uh, music news stories. Rage Against the Machines uh, 2023 Public Service Announcement Tour has been canceled. Uh, Zach De La Roca explained on Instagram that uh, the injury he sustained on stage in Chicago on July 11th is too severe for him to continue performing. Oh, man. Uh, He said, I had a severe tear in my left Achilles tendon. And only 7% of my tenant was left intact. He said, I hate canceling shows. I hate disappointing our fans. Uh, you've all waited so patiently to see us, and it's never lost on me. Uh, and I never take that for granted. You, uh, For you, I have the ultimate gratitude and respect. Uh, they have previously forced to cancel shows uh, in Europe uh, due to the injury, but they're scrapping the whole thing now. Chris Martin of Coldplay has come down with a serious lung infection, and he has to postpone upcoming shows in Brazil. This sucks because this comes right after he was split in half vertically. Uh, he wrote on social media, uh, or it was written, the band did, uh, Chris has been put under strict doctor's orders to rest for the next three weeks. The group went on to say that they've been working as fast as possible to lock in the new dates, and they stated that they're optimistic that Chris will return to good health. After his medical break, and they went on to apologize to their fans for the inconvenience. So, you guys who have seen a Coldplay in concert, worth uh, worth seeing? Oh my oh, god, yeah. it's yeah. one of the best shows. It's just a great show. Like, oh. it, it, even if you're sort of a mild fan, Chris's energy is incredible. Uh, Casey, you mentioned a few times like the wristbands, the light show. It's just it's a lot of fun. It's a really great time. Cool. Wolfgang Van Halen feels that due to the dysfunction within the Van Halen camp, he's opting out of any official tributes to his father with the band. Boy, does that suck. Yeah, uh, and it makes sense what he says here, though. In a new chat with Classic Rock, Wolfgang went into detail regarding the long-rumored salute to his dad, Eddie. He said, when it comes to Van Halen and entities surrounding the band, it's unfortunate. Uh, Certainly compared to Foo Fighters, who have their crap together... With interpersonal relationships. Yeah. I don't know what it is with some bands, but certain personalities just can't get over themselves to work collectively for one purpose. Well, that's been the curse of Van Halen for its entire career. I wonder what he's talking about. Uh, he went on to say, I, th- I think it's everybody. I you th- think it I, is? I think that, that, that I'm, I'm not talking about just a tribute. I'm, I'm talking about while the band was even in its heyday. I think that, I think that Eddie and Alex and Dave all had different approaches and personalities that were going to make it tough to work together. Um, he went on to say, <laughs> he went on to say, my playing at the Taylor shows uh, delivered that catharsis, catharsis without the stresses of dealing with the Van Halen camp and the players involved. Their camp is very dysfunctional. Everyone, he said, hell, it was difficult to make plans even when the band was active. Uh, when asked about Sammy Hagar's recent comments where he claimed that he would love to play Van Halen songs as part of a tribute, Wolf said, uh, yeah, he said that, but he also said that he wouldn't. Sammy said two different things. No, he said, I feel that I've said my piece, and if the Taylor concerts are all that happens, then I'm happy with that. Okay. I still think that a tribute of people not involved with the band could do it. I think a group of amazing guitarists can put on a tribute show and should. And I don't think Alex or Sammy or... Michael or even Gary Sharon or anybody else that's been a part of that band has to do anything with it. I just think great guitarists who loved what Eddie did could do this. I mean, you mean to tell me that Van Halen, freaking Van Halen, yeah. 
isn't owed a large yeah. tribute of some fashion. I think the way you just described it, Preston, is the best way to do it. I think that way it gets do. done. By the way, on October 3rd, uh, Wolfgang tweeted a message to fans announcing that work on the second Mammoth WVH album is about to begin. Uh, and then finally, I love this, uh, Black Crows uh, guitarist Rich Robinson will lead two all-star benefit concerts saluting the 40th anniversary of R.E.M.'s debut EP, Chronic Town. Rolling Stone reported that the two-night event, set to be hosted in Georgia on December 14th and 15th, will double as a benefit show with proceeds going towards Planned Parenthood. The concert will spend its first night at the 40-Watt Club in Athens and its second at the Coca-Cola Roxy in Atlanta. Both shows will feature the classic 1982 EP performed in its entirety. Rich Robinson said in the statement, Growing up in Atlanta in the 1980s, R.E.M. was the preeminent band of the area. Their music was a huge influence, not only on the Atlanta music scene, but also on my brother and me, and I'm so happy to be able to put together this celebration for a band that meant so much to us and music, and a chronic town is what started it all. Uh, comedian David Cross will serve as the show's host. Uh, with appearances by Black Crows leaders uh, Rich and Chris Robinson, Darius Rucker, John Cameron Mitchell, Fred Armisen, uh, Kevin Kenny, uh, Lenny Kay, and then a bunch of musicians I'm not all that familiar with. Uh, Mitch Easter, Steve Wynn, uh, David Ryan Harris, Elf Power, and Pylon Reenactment Society. I'm sure some of those are Atlanta-centric. Sure. Uh, the December 14th show will include performances by the Indigo Girls Ooh. and John Driscoll Hopkins and uh, of the Zach Brown Band. So We, we love the Indigo Girls. Well, they, actually, they blew us off, right? Uh, well, they just, they're not doing interviews. Uh, I I would like to go to this. I think this would be really cool. I love R.E.M. They're one of my all-time favorite Take Chuck. Bands. He loves them. Um, no, he hates them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tickets for the December 15th show on sale Friday and the uh, show on the uh, for the 40-Watt Club, which I think is on the 14th, will go on sale uh, next Tuesday. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the music news. Uh, we also have, though, a caller. We have uh, Tom. Tom, good morning. Good morning. Hey, I understand you have a statement to make to us. Yeah, I just won $1,000. Oh, I love hearing that, Tom. Tom, did you get out of bed? Did you, did you get out of bed this morning knowing that you were going to win 10 grand or a grand, not 10 grand, one grand? <laughs> No, I was hoping for more, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, brother. We are happy to to put some money in your pocket. Where are you from, Tom? Uh, I'm Abington. Abington. All right, cool. What do you do for a living, by the way, bud? I'm a milkman. A oh, milkman? No way. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's awesome. So, yeah. you do deliveries all day long? Yep. I'm nice. here now. Well, right. do people realize now that when you show up, you are a thousandaire? <laughs> Uh, probably not. Okay. All right. Well, you can tell them if you want. <laughs> hey, thanks for taking us around with you while you work, Tom. We appreciate it. Oh, bud. absolutely. Every day. All right. Congratulations. $1,000 yeah. for Tom, everybody. All right. Uh, the word was glad that he entered, which is pretty sweet. And I uh, got it. Horizon Services, our sponsor, by the way. So congratulations to you. Another one coming up at noon. It'll be here before you know it. Cray, cray. Uh, and we're not giving stuff away either. Uh, we have a secret text word, and we need a winner. So, uh, Kathy, what number call do you want to take? Seven. All right, let's take the seventh caller, 215-263-WMMR. If you know the secret text word and you're the seventh caller, indeed, you will win our prize. So come and get it. We'll be back in a second. And we're wrapping up the show when we come back. Turn mm-hmm. it over to Pierre, who's on location today. Yes. We'll find out more about that when we return. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. 
Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, Wednesday morning, about to come to a close for us, starting a new day for a lot of people. But um, somebody we need to go to is calling number seven to see if we can get a winner for the secret text word prize. And it just so happens to be Gary. Hey, uh, Gary, are you there, sir? Privilege. Mm. Ah, privilege. Not everybody ah. can win the secret text word, Gary. All right, <laughs> so. We love I'm sorry. Say that again, Gary. That would be lava. Lava yeah. is correct. Yes, absolutely, sir. All right. I uh, want you to hang on, Gary. It's the only winning music I can find. <laughs> That's okay. It's for Gary. And we love Gary, so. All right. And for Gary, we are going to give a uh, pair of tickets to see David Spade Saturday, Fe- February 4th at Sound Waves. At the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Hard Rock Hotel Atlantic City.com. Uh, and we also grabbed a random texter, and that's Leslie. Uh, is this Schultz? I, think, I believe it is Schultz. Yes. yes. Oh, Leslie. Uh, oh, uh, oh, Leslie from Carney's Point, New Jersey. And uh, oh, Gary, <laughs> Leslie is going to get tickets to see David's fade. Uh, at uh, Hard Rock Atlantic, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. February 4th is when that is, and tickets are on sale this Friday, 10 a.m., Hard Rock Hotel, AtlanticCity.com. Uh, thank you to our guests on the show today. We had uh, John Brazier swung by. John Brazier. Out of nowhere, which was really cool. It's nice to see him, and the Phils are in the playoffs, so that's a wonderful thing. Feels good. Uh, Marcus Smith was yeah. on. Uh, former Eagles linebacker, and it's uh, Mental Health Awareness Week, and he has had issues uh, for a long time with uh, anxiety and stress and all this stuff. And uh, we just had a, a frank and open conversation about that. And he is a life coach. And I'm sure we've got details at uh, PrestonandSteve.com where you can get in touch with him if you yes. want to. But essentially, he's just getting the word out of, uh, you know, trying to end the stigma of mental health issues. And it's okay to reach out for help. And it was a great message that we it got. It was. Yep. All right. So uh, do we know if we're good to go? We're um, Yes, I think so. On location, somewhere near you, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Pierre Robert Yay! is out live today. You're at an Xfinity store right by us, right, Pierre? I am indeed. It's right on uh, City Avenue and uh, City near Belmont. And uh, it's a perfect place to come and visit us and see all the good stuff Comcast and Xfinity have uh, for you to take a peek at. And they were the second prize winner. Uh, in President Steve's Camp Out for Hunger two times. So uh, they won two broadcasts, God help them, from me. Um, and um, we did one of them. When was that one, Cake? Uh, that was probably in the spring, and we did it up in the Northeast. Yeah, that was 
Wisconsin, spring in the Northeast, and now we're honoring our commitment for their second live broadcast uh, as fall has begun here in uh, City Line Avenue. Nice. Hey, you know what? And uh, Steve and I were uh, planning on coming by. I think, honestly, I might just walk over there. You're going to walk over? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take uh, mass transit. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, a, uh, it's not a great day out, but it is literally that close it to is. where we are. It is. Well, it's also not in the least bit cold outside. It looks more right. gloomy than it is, uh, and it's perfect. Um, there is a Starbucks right next door, so I'm in, uh, you know, they've got yeah, all my You have coffee, drugs. yeah, yeah. yeah. And Pancake brought Dunkin' Donuts for different people. Actually, I need that back there. Oh. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, and a rack and, of lamb. And a rack of lamb. <laughs> he cooked it himself uh, uh, earlier. And you were also right earlier. I was at the station for several hours before coming over here. Yes. I, I did a marathon on the way here. I was at the station from about 5.30 to about 7, did a marathon, uh, then went to uh, our Make a wish. suite and, yeah, did that. Uh, cured cancer and then <laughs> came over here. Nice. What a day, all, all, all things considered. It's all in a day's work. <laughs> I guess I'm a hero if you say so. All right. Uh, well, let's do the letter of the day, then we'll hand it over to you, okay? Okay. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter V, as in victorious. Perfect. And we have uh, a news home and away prize pack to give away. It's a pair of tickets. Uh, to see Muse in Philadelphia and in Vegas. So, uh, MMR Rocks Muse, the Will of the People Tour, with special guest Evan Essence. That's on Sunday, March 19th, Wells Fargo Center. Trip for two includes hotel and airfare. And tickets go on sale this Friday, by the way, at 10 a.m. via Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. Complete details at WMMR.com, including uh, tomorrow's presale. All right, and a chance to win uh, MMR VIP, or a chance for via MMR VIPs to win tickets. For the Philly show, and the deadline is Thursday on that, so that's coming up tomorrow. Uh, what are you going to be doing while you're hanging out today, Pierre? Well, I'm going to be teaching um, um, VCR classes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. VCR, yeah. video cassette. If you still oh, happen to have one. No, yeah. uh, this is brand new. Uh, Comcast has a brand new VCR. Uh, now, you're, you guys are all high tech, and you're thinking it's, you know, that's... DVR. Really... No, 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 no. No? VCR. Okay. VCRs are making a huge comeback. And uh, they've made the tapes a little different. But boy, are they spectacular. And they're all silver. And they gleam in the sunlight out here on City Avenue. Wow. I'm telling you, when you see the new VCR, Steve, you being the tech head of tech heads. going to be blown away. You're going to get ten of them. Yeah. You're going to have one for every room. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, VCRs are back, baby. And I'm going to do the demo on it. And uh, they've hired me as their spokesman for it. So I'm I'm very grateful to that. And I just couldn't be more excited. And wow. then I also will be teaching yoga and doing somersaults. No, oh, That's great. <laughs> it's an exciting day. Yeah. Well, just offer and him some candy. Yeah, and we also will have a workforce block of ACDC in Lincoln Park and Billy Idol and the Yoo-Hoo Loot at noon and 3 p.m. Nice. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, well, let me take a moment to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. Uh, President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Uh, Acme Markets as well. Fresh foods, local flavors, and squeezed.com. Feel great and lose weight with squeeze. Uh, tomorrow on a program of Thursday, which is an almost Friday. Yeah. And I've been told we're doing a prize blowout. So oh! We're going to give away tomorrow. Nice. We'll get into that. Uh, and that is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 